Blog Talk Radio. Tonight's edition of Kane Sport Live is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. If you know who's going to win the game, it's time to put your money where your mouth is at MyBookie.ag. As a loyal listener of Kane Sport Live, MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code Canes to activate the offer. Expert or rookie, you got to check out MyBookie. Sign up today. Carl. Final month and qualify for a decent bowl game. 
Transition years can be tough at any school. But in Game 9, Mark Rick found the right formula for quarterback Brad Kaya and his struggling offensive line. Get rid of the ball quickly. Don't leave Kaya as a sitting target in the pocket. Use the pass to set up the run. The end result was a 51-28 victory over a good Pittsburgh team. Kaya had 356 yards passing with four touchdowns. He was sacked only once after 13 sacks in the previous two games. The offensive line was a positive force, as Miami also tallied 178 yards rushing in the game, even with Alex Gall playing the second half at center for beating up Nick Linder. And you remember how poorly Linder played against Notre Dame, and now you have to wonder if he was 100% physically for that game because he did play significantly worse than typical. I mean, you know, Linder's challenged from time to time, but what happened up there in South Bend was horrendous. And you have to wonder, like I said, if maybe to the detriment of the team, he was trying to be too much of a tough guy and maybe playing with some bumps and bruises that he shouldn't have been. After watching game film on Sunday morning, pit coach Pat Narduzzi told his team that he thinks Miami could have beaten any team in the country the way it played on Saturday. Rick will try to bottle it all up and take it to Charlottesville, Virginia this weekend, a place where Miami has had troubles in the past. Can the Hurricanes find consistency on offense with this new approach? Can they put together four quality weeks in a row to finish the season? We're going to talk about all of that and more tonight as we embark on an election night edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to what typically is the fastest three hours in Hurricane Sports, but I'm expecting that we're going to cut the show a little short tonight because I think everybody wants to go watch the concession and victory speeches of the two presidential candidates, and we're monitoring the election results as they come in. For those of you driving around, between calls, I will keep you up to speed on what's going on. The vote's coming in very, very quickly. Um, The state of Florida is absolutely insane right now. Um, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are in a virtual deadlock with 78% of the vote in. Clinton looks like she's holding about a 50,000 vote edge, but it's 48.9% to 48.2%. So that one's going to go right down to the wire as we don't have any idea, obviously, where these numbers are coming from, but they've been bouncing back and forth for the last hour, um, Hillary Clinton doing very well in Dade County, Broward County, home of the U, uh, Palm Beach County, in the um, pockets of Orlando, Tampa, St. Pete. But in all the rural areas of the state of Florida, Donald Trump has been dominating. And that's allowing him to stay neck and neck with her, and it's going to go right down to the wire. We'll keep you up to speed on that, as well as the other key races around the country as we go through the show. Um, As always, it's your show, and it's going to be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. We have more than 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. You know the drill. You want to come on the show, you hit the number one on your keypad. 
Um, as always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. And here is some of what they came up with. Was the quick passing game a sign of more things to come in regards to the offense, or was that a one-time schematic result against Pittsburgh? Well, I would say, just on the face value of it, that the way this team played the other night and the success that they had in that ball game, it's going to be incredibly difficult from, for Mark Richt to go backwards. And um, I, I think this quick passing game is, is going to be the way they go here for the rest of the season. Uh, yes, Pittsburgh's defense and the way they play a lot of man-to-man did lend itself to that. But you should be able to scheme it up against any type of defense and figure out ways to get the ball into your playmaker's hands quickly. Um, worked incredibly well. In the second half at Notre Dame, in the entire game against Pittsburgh, we've been talking about it for weeks on this show, having a general feeling that that's the way that Mark Rick needed to go. He did it, and the Canes looked the best that they have all season, without question. A lot of questions have been coming in about George Brown, the offensive lineman that transferred from LSU. Um, really can't tell you a whole lot about him right now. He's He's been working on the scout team um, and getting getting reps over there, but it's not the same, and we're not going to really be able to give you a true evaluation of George Brown until we get into spring practice, and he, you know he's really put through the gamut. Can Miami bring in Ed Reed or Clinton Portis to run the scout team the way Alabama's doing with some of their former players? Um, yeah, if Alabama's doing it, they're doing it in legal fashion, which they are. Um, other schools obviously could do the same thing now. You know, I'm not sure it makes any sense. You know, that's really not what they're doing. I mean, they're they're using players who maybe are only a year or two out of school that are in great shape and, and, and can do certain things and stuff. I'm not sure bringing Ed Reed or Clinton Portis or any of the legendary guys um, to work on the scout team would make a lot of sense, in, in all honesty. Um, but the option is always available to, to Mark Richt to bring in an alumnus on a limited basis. And I haven't researched the the exact language of the rule, but yes, it is something that some schools are doing uh, quite legally. I know it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, but, uh, you know, that's the way it is. What about the players-only meeting after the pit game? What was that all about? Um, I think that the leaders on this team were very, very pleased with how the team showed up and played the other night. And I think they wanted to encourage their teammates um, to kind of bottle that thing up and, and, and come back and play these final three games in the same fashion and go into a bowl game with a lot of momentum. And if Miami finishes eight and four, they might get a, a nod for a bowl game like the, 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 the bowl, the chance bowl up in Orlando um, or the bowl, if, if the bowl game in Jacksonville goes ACC, that, that one might make sense. If they finish eight and four, I think they'll be looked at favorably as a, as a bowl uh, prospect. I think anything less than that, and they'll be bottom feeding amongst the lower level bowls, you know, in, in the ACC lineup, you know, the, the sun bowl, the bowl game in Detroit, um, you know, just my feeling on things as we sit here today. Um, looking forward to next year's schedule. 
Who are the conference opponents going to be? Well, at home, you'll have your usual – you'll have Georgia Tech, Virginia, and Virginia Tech, three teams played on the road this year. And then the crossover opponent for next year is a home game against Syracuse. That should be kind of interesting. And the road games will be at Duke, Carolina, Pitt, and Florida State, the four teams that played in Miami this year. Um, another little tidbit I'll give you guys tonight while we're talking about future schedules. I actually have not posted this on the board yet, so um, I'm going to make sure I do so shortly. Um, Miami is working on their 2022 and 23 schedules in, um, in terms of marquee opponent. And, you, you know, you know, next year you've got Notre Dame coming into to Hard Rock Stadium. The year after that, they're going to play Florida in Orlando. I know, I'm sorry, but you have to think they're going to play LSU in Dallas. Then in 2019, they're going to play Florida in Orlando. And then in 2021 and 2022, they have a contract with Michigan State for a home and home. So now they're working on 2022 and 2023. And I can tell you that I don't know which school to this point, but they are speaking very seriously to a marquee Southeastern Conference opponent that I'm pretty sure is not Florida and is not LSU, I'd be surprised if it's Alabama. So it's one of the other schools in the SEC that they're talking to about doing a home-and-home in 2022 and 2023. I personally wonder if it's Georgia. makes a lot of sense to go play a home-and-home with Georgia with the Mark Rick dangle and things like that. Um, But – I have not been able to confirm that Georgia is the school. The only thing I've been able to confirm to this point is that the 2022-2023 home-and-home will be against a, a good SEC opponent. Okay, getting back to the questions that were posted on the message boards at canesport.com. If you are Coach Mark Richt, what are some of the changes that you make after the season? Um, I'm not sure he needs to make significant changes. I mean, that you know, things have been going – you know, well enough. I know they lost four straight games, but I don't think any coaches are subject to termination at this point. Um, I don't think that he's, there's any issues with the weight program or anything like that. I, I just think you're going to go out and you got to go out and recruit real, real hard and, um, you know, try to upgrade the roster. That more than anything is what they need to do. Is it safe to say that the safety position has been particularly poor this season. What's up with Jamal Carter? Makes a lot of bad plays. Um, is always trying to blow the wide receivers up instead of playing the ball. What's up with the safeties? And you know what? I think that's a pretty good point. You know, I think Jamal Carter um, has played well at times, but, you know, could have potentially done better. There's no, there's no question about it, and uh, has had some silly penalties during the course of the year. And I think sometimes he gets a little too caught up in trying to be a tough guy instead of trying to be a great football player. And then lastly, seems like recruiting is lagging. Are we poised for a positive surprise in February, or will it take a winning season to bring in a top-10 class? Um, I think recruiting's going okay. Um, I think it could be better, and uh, but... It is a long way to February. You still have three months, and 
new guys are popping onto the radar all the time. I know the coaches are watching a lot of game film, looking for those diamonds in the rough, Florida kids that are surging in their final seasons. And um, so we'll just have to see how that goes as we get forward. All right, we're getting ready to go to your calls. With 87% of the vote in in the state of Florida, there is about a 3,000 out of about 8 million votes that they've tabulated so far. The gap between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump in the state of Florida is about 3,000 votes. They're both at 48.5%. That's with 87% of the vote in. Uh, To say that one's going down to the wire is an understatement. And the other states that... um, I know a lot of people are interested in North Carolina with 53% of the vote. Hillary Clinton has a 51.8 to 45.8 edge there. That's a little bit of a surprise uh, for you Trump fans. I know that was a state that Donald Trump was hoping very much to win. And, you know, it doesn't mean he won't, but, you know, just a lot depends on what areas it's coming from. Hillary Clinton has a 51.9 to 44.5 edge right now with 30% of the vote in on another swing state of Ohio. But the news networks are saying that Florida, North Carolina, New Hampshire, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Virginia are all too early to call. Most of the other states are going as expected. Um, The election is going to come down most likely as expected to all these swing states. And um, right now, they're all too close to call. So the heck with that for the moment. Let's talk some Canes football for as long as we can tonight before we have to adjourn to go watch the concession and acceptance speeches. And let's begin tonight at 646. Hey, Gary, this is Carlos calling from Brooklyn, New York. Hey, what's up, man? Are you a first-time caller? No, I called last week. Oh, okay. Well, welcome back. How's it? What you got for? Oh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, first thing, I would like to address a, uh, a couple topics, uh, recruiting being one, and the big win, of course, because I think Mark Rick finally just got it, and he was like, you know what, we're just going to spread these guys out, go to, go to a shotgun look, and let our playmakers make plays for us. I believe that's what well, he did. Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, going into the week, he he had a couple things on his agenda. Obviously, he had to find a way to better protect his offensive line. I think it had been pretty well proven that they can't hold up if they have to sit there and and, and play normal offense. Um, the, you know, Kaya was getting killed for weeks. The offense was floundering, couldn't score. Um, so obviously, he made an adjustment that he probably should have made a few weeks earlier. Uh, hindsight's always twenty, but they started yeah, keeping it a running. Wait, let me finish. They started keeping in a running back and or a tight end on almost every pass play. And they started using quick passes, got more aggressive on the early downs, did everything that it was pretty obvious that they needed to do, and the offense was spectacular. I mean, you know, you put 51 points up on Pitt, that's pretty good. Yeah, that was real good. And I think uh, I love the way how we utilize Amon Richards. I think that kid is going to be the truth. I think we have to feed him the ball more, though. Well, you know, you remember, he's a freshman. You know, you don't want to overdo it. You want him to stay healthy. His body's not used to a college football season. Uh, you know, he's still, you know, you think he's good now. Wait till another year or two um, when he's been in the strength program for full calendar year. 
um, when his diet's been right for a full calendar year and everything else. I mean, he's going to be an absolute beast as he goes forward. I mean, he's pretty damn good right now, but um, he's going to keep getting better and better as his career goes forward. I'll be shocked if Miami has him more than three years. But, um, you know, to me, he's the reincarnation of Reggie Wayne. Oh, yeah. Those are big shoes to fill, but if anybody could do it, that kid could do it. Well, he reminds me of Reggie as a freshman. Oh, yeah, Reggie is a freshman. He started as a true freshman, if I'm not mistaken. Reggie did. Yep, he did. Yep, very similar. Now, next question, Gary. On the recruit, the good thing about getting this win in such a, like, uh, spectacular fashion as far as the offense, how the offense looks, is we did it in front of recruits. That kid, Holloman, is there any news on him coming to Miami? No, it's really weird. He's gone quiet. He's gone quiet on us. Um, you know, we we communicated with him this evening. Um, he told us that he's uh, not going to do any inter- interviews right now. That he's kind of going to keep things quiet and close to the vest and think things over. Uh, so we don't really have a feel right now uh, whether he's coming or not. Oh, because we're going to need some receivers next year. And you know, I, I looked at film on that kid, and he looks pretty good. Yeah, no, that's why they're recruiting them. Uh, they're no, not looking for average, average receivers. They're looking for they, – they, they need they need guys that can come in next year and play. Remember, you're losing Stacey Coley. You're losing Malcolm Lewis. Um, Barrios is going to be a senior. You're getting Cager back. But, um, you know, they, they need three guys injury. to come in and play right away. Huh? Yeah. Is there any way that you think that we could flip a guy like Jerry Judy? Because Judy going to Alabama – I'm not sure if he's going to start right away. No. But if he comes to Miami, I believe he'll start immediately. That one's been done for a couple years. He's he's very close friends with Calvin Ridley. Um, They were almost recruited. I mean, I don't want to call it a package deal, but as close to a package deal as can be. He's he's, he's going to go to Bama. You know, it hurts just because he's a South Florida kid going there. Another South Florida kid going there. But I'm looking at him like Calvin Ridley's not even putting up like monster numbers. Like he's not putting up the Mari Cooper type numbers that everyone no, they, expected they, they, him they, to they, put up. They actually did Calvin Ridley this year when they went to this running quarterback who's not as good a passer as some of the other guys on their roster because they felt like that would be better for their team. And that's how Nick Saban is, man. He doesn't worry about individual glory. Um or running up people's stats or, or, or anything like that. He He's all about winning national titles. And, um, you know, they, they that was the determination they made that, uh, that they well, needed to I'm do hoping, that. Well, I'm hoping Jerry Judy sees that and he looks at us and he says, well, you know what? They're going to throw me the ball. And that offense is a much better look for me than going to Alabama or even Devontae Smith for that matter. Well, I, I mean, I, I think Miami's fighting it out for Devontae Smith, but I, I agree that they, they're, they're still alive there, too. Uh, well, you know, at least we have a chance, and that's the only thing you could ask for. But that's all my questions. I really don't want to hold up the line too long. You know, I know you got other guys that want to come in and talk Miami football, too. So thanks for accepting my call, Gary. I appreciate it. That's, that's what. Thanks for getting us kicked off tonight. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. 
And let's go down now to the 305, where you're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? What's up, Gary? How are you doing? It's Robert. Hey, what's up, Robert? How are you? How you I'm doing all right. Definitely not watching any of that election, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, I'm keeping an eye on it for you. This Florida race is unbelievable. I mean, um, it looks like they're now at 89% of the vote, and Donald Trump has taken the lead in the state of Florida. He now has, uh, looks like, about a 19,000 vote lead um, over Hillary Clinton. It's all, dep- it's all going to depend on where the last 11% is coming from. If it's coming I think from, it's from the panhandle. I if it's coming it's from the panhandle, panhandle, Trump's in great shape right now. But uh, it's inter- this is pretty interesting. Uh, you know, um, it's gonna it's it's gonna be over the next hour and a half. A, a lot of people's hearts are gonna be racing. The stock market futures will be down heavily if uh, if that continues to turn that way. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, no. it is what it so is. what you got, man? What you got tonight? Um, you know, Gary, and I, I, there was my first time in a. Hard Rock Stadium since the Florida State debacle the other day, and I just was taking a just a view of the the team. You know, obviously my expectations now are much different than they were that day, and just kind of just actually relaxing a little bit more than you know, really you know, with your game face on. But just you know, Gary, just it's it's really you know the defense. I mean, they probably play I would say five or six kids that shouldn't even have scholarships that probably if the numbers are right, would not even be on the team. You know, that kid Perry, I, mean, I don't want to start calling out, you know, the, you know, there, there's a bunch of kids that just should not even be on the team. They're playing true freshmen, which aren't ready Malik young. And then they have basically average players. You get, you know, you got Jamal Carter, which is a career underachiever and you have Horn elder. And what that defense does on the field is unbelievable. How they've basically held up the whole year and basically have played with just a total mishmash of, of, of random guys, you know. And then you look at the offense, right. which has hmm. – No, I was just going to say, Robert, but, you know, just to uh, continue your thought mm-hmm. there, if you look at where they're coming from on defense, I mean, it's one of the greatest coaching jobs I've ever seen at the University of Miami. When you look at the way they played – It's unbelievable. In the past it's, and it's how they true. look now. It's unbelievable. I can't believe how they, they've held up. It's, it's, unbel- I, I, it's crazy. But then I look at the offense, and you had a first-round supposedly draft pick in Kaya. You've got two decent tight ends or, or above-average tight ends. You've got Stacey Coley, who's an NFL player. You've got Amon Richards, who's going to be an NFL player. You have a very underutilized Braxton Berrios. I don't know how they don't just have him in the slot and catching those little five-yard pat passes, but that is what it is. And you you have a – you're not good, but you have a veteran offensive line. So, basically, this offense is pretty – you know, if you looked at it, they should be the ones carrying the, the team, not the defense, and it's been the complete opposite. And I don't know what it is, but, the, I mean, you could see they have talent. Well, you from found out it is on Saturday. It, it, was, it was a miscalculation. <laughs> Um, of course. I mean, it, and that's unacceptable. I mean, that's terrible. I mean, you can see that it, they it have the players. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to you're going to go after yeah. Mark Richt in his first season. I mean, come no. on. I mean, it, transition years are brutal. Okay, look at what they're going through up at Georgia. You, you don't think that team would have a better record if Mark Richt had stayed there than what they have right now? I, I, you know, I mean, transition years are so so tough. 
And, and you know, coaches got to learn their personnel. There's a new culture that's you know trying to be instilled. Yeah. Coaches are working together for the first time. Um, they you know they're having to make adjustments and games together for the first time. They're they're getting used to working with right. each other. Uh, you know, I'm not making excuses by any stretch of the imagination for anybody. I, I'm just saying that transition years are difficult. And, you know, I think they went through spring practice. I think the mistake, the first mistake I think that they made was in most of their scrimmages in the fall. And right. I, I, I can't remember back at the spring, to be honest with you. I know the spring game, they mixed it up. But um, a lot of their scrimmages have been with the ones going against the twos. And there's a huge difference in the quality of the, the second string guys, okay, uh, on Miami's defense and the first string guys. And I'm not sure that, Robert, that they got a true picture of, of, the, capab- of the, the talent level and capabilities of their offensive line and the offense in general in those scrimmages. And then you go into the season, you played four games where everything went great, and you know you're playing teams you're just flat better than, and, and everything's great. So you're four and zero, and and I just think I think Mark Richt and the offensive staff got a little blindsided by this. And um, you know those of us who watched the team last year, we know the offensive line struggled last year too. It's a lot of the time, and and we kind of knew that that was a problem area on the team, and that it was an average offensive line to begin with. But you know I'm giving these coaches the benefit of the doubt. I I think that they got a little blindsided blindsided here by how bad their offensive line played to a degree in the Florida State game. I mean, you saw how many times Brad Kaya got killed in that game. And it's gotten progressively worse as they've gotten, you know, they've gotten beaten up. You know, let's face it, you have no depth on the offensive line. So these guys are having to play virtually every snap with no relief. And it's, I think it's taken a toll. And I think, you know, I mean, Linder – it's flat had to take himself out of the game in the first half the other night. He couldn't function anymore. Um, he's totally beat up. And, uh, you know, you know, everyone else is nursing, you know, little things here and there and whatever. So the combination of not being real good to begin with, getting beat up during the, those tough games against FSU, Carolina, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, um, the quality of their play kept getting progressively worse. And I think the coaches got blindsided by it. And, that's why the offense wasn't working. Now, to Mark Rick's credit, this week he adjusted and they put 51 points on the board. So, so that shows you. I mean, Pitt is a good team. Pitt is a way better team than, than anybody believe, would understand right now because they've lost some close games. Um, but, you know, putting 51 points up on Pat Narduzzi's defense, was, I thought was pretty darn good. And um, I was happy for Mark Rick that he finally found the right formula that'll work with this group of kids. I'll tell you one thing, they're better than Notre Dame. And I can also tell you that Miami's second string defense is just as, I mean, just as talented as FAU. So, yes, you're correct. Because, like, I, as I started the call, my, there are some players on that second team defense that should not have scholarships in University of Miami. And that's not, that's not Rick's fault, partially, you know, the, the other regime's fault. But it is what it is. Yeah, but you know so, what, Rob? Yeah. You want to know something, Robert? Um, you yeah. know, as a tribute to those coaches also, I mean – They've gotten some reps out of those guys. Like Charles Perry's playing quite a bit, actually, and has Him, not Mike Mike Smith. Them. Mike Smith, how was that? I mean, these guys I never they thought would play it down. And, uh, huh? They have not hurt them that badly. I mean, they've been able to no. go in there and take some reps. 
It's, I'm telling you, what the defense has done this year is, a, I, I mean, one of the better coaching jobs I've ever seen at University of Miami in many, many years. I mean, it's unbelievable how, how this team holds up. I'm, it's the, big, uh, the biggest mishmash of players I've ever seen between true freshmen, kids that shouldn't have scholarships, kids that are playing out of position. It's just such a cluster, and they manage to hold up. It's unbelievable. And hats off to Manny Diaz. Good for him. I mean, it's un- I mean that guy deserves a raise. A big time raise. Um, well, no, no, he and, you know, I, no, no, he doesn't. Robert, he doesn't deserve a raise. The guy's being paid a fortune. He's he's the highest cool. paid assistant coach in Miami in Miami football history. Okay. I mean, he, well, he he's being he's being he's, well he's earning his paycheck. He's earning. He his is. Paycheck. He is earning it. Yes, I, he is. I mean, the only and the the only thing that concerns me is I always think that this team is just a little bit flat to start games. It doesn't really have, you know, that leadership. And I guess that will come with hopefully the, the players Rick um, recruits. And I just think that is definitely a lacking part of this team. But I mean, the the future is bright with, with the young players. I must say that. And I guess, you know, you guys got positive feedback from the, uh, from the recruits. I mean, I was sitting, you know, in the recruiting section. I mean, it was, it wasn't exactly a, a loud, ruckus atmosphere in that stadium between the rain and everything like that. So, but I guess if you guys hear positive stuff, I mean that that's great. But it wasn't it wasn't rocking. Let's put it. It was a far difference that you know than than the FSU game. But it is what it is. You know, it, I guess that's they win and they will come. You know. Yep. All right, what else you got? Well, I guess I don't know. I think that's about I. By the way, I signed up for the, my bookie, that, that, and it worked out. I, I have no uh, no qualms with it. I yeah, thought that was a little bit of a about my bookie in in that they 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 pay you a hundred percent bonus, but they don't just give you a hundred. No, they give it, it, these. I mean, these people like like let's say let's say you deposited a hundred dollars and they give you a hundred dollar bonus immediately and credit your account a hundred bucks. You could cash out. You'll pull it out the next day yeah. for two hundred without ever making a bet. And have doubled your money, and obviously nobody, no business can do that. Uh, what they do is they give you the hundred percent bonus, but you have to have wagered um, a certain number of times and, and something like that before it actually gets credited. And that's very standard and normal and very fair. You know, they're not they're not just handing out hundred dollar bills. I mean, that would be the greatest scam no. in, in the history. Yeah. So yeah, so a few people were a little confused by that, but uh, no, I did. You know, anyway, I got my free play, and it worked, and it worked, and you know, now I have it in cash and. I'm sure I'll give it good. back at some point, but it is what it is. It looks good for now. <laughs> good. All right, no, yeah. I re- that's really about it. I mean, I, I don't know how Miami's a 10-point favorite at Virginia because I've gone to a few games at that stadium, and I don't think Miami's played Virginia in a tough game since Randy since the last game in the Orange Bowl. I mean, not. I mean, that started the trend. I, when's the last time Miami beat Virginia? And yeah, there's just there, something about I, Virginia that gives, gives the Canes a tough time. So. Well, yeah. I mean, how, well, how about that? Well, I don't bet the Canes, but the, that wasn't, that's, I don't know. Well, let's see. Let's put together a little bit of a win streak here and go out on a high note because every game is obviously winnable if they play to their potential. And let's let's hope Alex Gall uh, holds up the center position because that seems like it could be a little bit of an issue, but it is what it is. <laughs> but uh, that's all I got. All right, Robert, thanks for calling in. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good. Speak to you soon. You got it. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. They're up to 91% of the vote in the state of Florida. looks like Donald Trump has about an 80,000-vote edge right now. Um, looks like he has a, 
a reasonable chance to take Florida. Things are not going as well for Trump in the states of North Carolina, New Hampshire, and Ohio, where in the early returns, uh, Hillary Clinton has the edge in those swing states. Uh, so we'll continue to monitor that for you as we go forward. Let's go out now to the 754. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's happening, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is Jerome. How you feeling? What's up, Jerome? How you doing this week? Ah, pretty good, pretty good. Hey, Gary, let me ask you a question, man. Do, uh, as we move ahead in the season uh, uh, towards the end and coaches, uh, you know, get, to, get fired and the musical chairs begin to play and to interrupt what good, good relationships that was built up and so forth and so on. And uh, say, for instance, like uh, Mario, I, I believe the the Rutgers job going to come calling for him. I believe uh, either maybe Georgia Tech may offer him uh, 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 a job because uh, I think, uh, you know, once he gets that job, I think that I, I want to I say it in a kind way, but that thorn in our side down here for, for that's been favoring Alabama so much uh, would kind of get us back on the on, on the kids to recover the ground that we've lost so much on. What do you think about it? I think it would be a great thing for, for the University of Miami if, 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 if that were to happen and, and Mario Cristobal were no longer recruiting for a school like Alabama. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, if he became the coach at Rutgers or Georgia, Georgia Tech, he would still recruit South Florida, but I don't think he would be as well positioned to take the top shelf guys that he's exactly. been taking. The last few years, so yeah, that would be a positive development. I don't disagree with you at all on that one. Yeah, and and then you you know you you got you got a lot of jobs that's going to be opening up, and like I say, that shake that seen to shake up uh, recruiting. We don't know how the LSU job going to end up being. Uh, who's going to be that coach? It just it's 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 going to be something that's to watch. And and I was I was somewhat disappointed uh, in some of the uh, you know there's some of the threads on on Kane's sports spot. They didn't feel like this recruiting uh, season was uh, going pretty good. I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's going pretty good. It just it's you know we just need those, uh, some difference makers uh, down the stretch. And I can see where you know you kind of hold off and and play it out and recruit these guys as hard like the Hollemans and the uh, uh, the kid uh, Devontae Smith and uh, uh, maybe getting Chris Henderson back in the fold as it plays out that way and. And uh, it, it, it all it all depends. I think once all this coaching changes, you know, uh, get over that wave, then you get a clear view of maybe what can uh, what can fall in our favor. And you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how how it plays out, Gary. It really, is going to be very interesting. And no doubt, yeah, yeah. And hopefully, uh, uh, moving ahead, you know, I I don't think Pittsburgh's off defense was that good. I know Virginia has a better defense. I'm just hoping maybe this this, thing, this formula getting the balls out of getting the ball out of uh Kaya's hand quickly to con- continues to be uh you know advantageous to us as you know as we you know you know score points and being aggressive and not running, you know, mixing up on first down, not running so much. Don't don't fall into that prediction thing. Like you said a couple of weeks ago, maybe this should have been done and you know we, we wouldn't be maybe sitting here with four losses but at the same time we just have to you know I you sum it up very well Gary, or, or Gary when you say the transition is so tough for coaches you know because 
he's inheriting a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, offensive line. Now I got to clear, I, I, I kind of back off on a lot of my judgment, my harsh judgment on him. Uh, because now when you just say that, that they got to play all every down, they get nicked up and everything. They don't have. They're beat. Much, they were. They they're beat up, man. Yeah, those were four they tough physical trust. games they played. You know, they're they're, yeah. they're beat up. And they don't trust their depth. And, and Gary, sometimes you know you would like to see maybe a two week bye. Sometimes when your team is at at the depth level like it is, because you you know it it, it, it helped maybe to to get you know the recovery. But you know I'm 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 disappointed that. Bar Milo and uh, the other guys that have that, uh, been recruited basically by the previous Mahoney that, and yeah, all yeah, those guys. Those, those guys have not been able Got to the air. They can gain the trust of the coach. Coaches to, to put them in Jones. and play. Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah. Actually, they can't. They don't. They don't feel like they can even put them in a game. It's it's it's, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But Gary, these offensive linemen around here. Uh, the two kids from uh, American Heritage, and uh, of course we have. We hopefully we'll, we'll keep Navon and uh, uh, Telford, and you know and the other other kids. That hopefully we can get these guys, Gary. But Gary, it won't change that quick. It has to. We have to have some to possibly come in, maybe playing ahead of those kids, where we can, we can possibly put these kids in a red shirt or reserve role. Before they can come, you know, you know, play them only, of course, when we basically on when we have to use the depth. But it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how it, how it plays out. But uh, you know, can kind of feel this in game. I'm gonna hang up and listen. You know, you know what you think as far as the offensive line where we're going recruiting uh uh this season, Gary. And I just hang up and listen. You got a wonderful show, and I I really appreciate it. All right, thanks, Jerome. Offensive line recruiting, I mean, you know, right now you've got Nate, Navon Donaldson committed. You're going to be fighting life and death to hold on to him. Uh, Florida and Florida State are both still in the mix there, um, although he's saying that he's pretty solid to Miami. But I feel pretty strongly that that's not a 100% done deal. There's still dialogue going on. There's always potential funny business going on with a guy to that caliber and uh till he signs his letter of intent canes nation you're going to hold your breath on that one they've got zach dykstra committed as you know um he's from iowa uh looks like a center prospect to me he was here for the pit game um not a massive offensive lineman um they've got zelante hillary committed he was also here for the pit game got a good look at him uh tall lanky guy um doesn't have a really fully developed uh torso to this point for an offensive lineman um i don't he doesn't look to me like anyone that's going to play as a true freshman um i think he's going to be a little bit of a development uh project but uh the coaches obviously feel they can develop him into a pretty darn good player um from there i mean they've been messing around a little bit with toriq bakeman up in alabama i don't know if i see that one happening there's another there's a kid in georgia by the name of caleb chandler that they've been looking at uh, kid from Louisiana, Adrian Ely, uh, who looks like he's going to come for a midweek visit here um, November 15th. Uh, so uh, we'll just have to continue to monitor how it goes. Obviously, you got the two kids uh, at a plantation American heritage to keep an eye on to Daryl Slayton and uh, Kayleon Herbert. 
Miami would love to get both of those guys. Um, they're still fishing around with Alex Leatherwood, but I don't see him leaving Alabama. And they're still fishing around with Kadeem Telfort, who's a Florida commit. Um, not really sure that that one's going to happen, but every reason that Miami will continue to compete there right up till the very end. So that's where I, I see offensive line recruiting standing right now. All right, guys, I'm going to take a moment here right now to talk to you about one of our longtime sponsors on Kane Sport Live. And I know so many of you have taken advantage of their offer so far this season and couldn't be happier with the way that your shaving experience is going. Um, but if you haven't yet and you're still cutting yourself up and, and using those expensive drugstore blades, um, can't urge you enough to check out harrys.com and um the big razor companies they have this annoying habit of putting out new models and raising their already high prices well unlike those guys harry doesn't believe in upcharging you that's why they've made their razors better and better and they keep their prices exactly the same um you go to the drugstore to buy those other blades you gotta bother the clerk who they've got them locked up behind some plastic case because they're so darn expensive that people go into the drugstores and try to steal them so, you know, they keep them locked up. And then you pay all that money. Well, all you got to do is go online to harrys.com, and you can check out Harry's five-blade razors that now include a softer flex hinge for a more comfortable glide, a trimmer blade for hard-to-reach places, a lubricating strip, and a textured handle for more control when it's wet. For those of you that like to shave in the shower, that textured handle keeps the, 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 the um, handle from slipping out of your hands when your hand's wet. And uh, it's still just $2 a blade compared to, like I said, the $4 or more that you pay for all those brand-name blades at the drugstore. Because by owning the factory in Germany where they can make the blades, Harry's produces high-quality razors themselves, and he sells them online for half the price. And uh, look, the holidays are coming up. You're going to have you know, different affairs you got to go to. Um, Canes still have a couple games left. You want to look good on game day, too. Uh, so you still have every reason, if you haven't yet, to check out Harry's razors. And uh, Harry's so confident in the quality of his blades that he will send you a popular free trial set, which comes with a razor, a five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel for free. When you sign up for a shave plan, you'll just pay the shipping. Use the code name Canes at checkout, C-A-N-E-S. Plus, there's an extra special offer for listeners of Cane Sport Live. You enter that code Cane to checkout, and they'll throw in a post-shave bomb into your order for free. So it's harrys.com, code name Cane's right now at checkout. Claim your free trial set and post-shave bomb. That's harrys.com. We thank them for sponsoring Cane Sport Live this season. All right, guys, 646-595-2048. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out to the 973. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, hey Gary. How you doing, man? I'm doing Gary, good, man. I'm monitoring, I'm monitoring this election for you guys and, and talking Canes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, kind of, I'm kind of looking into it a little bit, too. But, um, yeah, um, question for you. Uh, I don't have a lot tonight. It's kind of mellow, trying to enjoy the um, conversations everybody's having with you and anything. But I do have um, – I'm curious about a few things. First thing is running backs. Um, 
is this going to be the first year that we have a running back that's going to get a thousand? I mean, that's the first year in a while. I mean, like in the last couple of years. Uh, didn't Yippy have over a thousand last year? Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, is this, is this going to be is this going to be the first year that we don't get one? Oh, um, you know, I don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, a lot will depend on on how the last few games go. What? Uh, let me look up uh, Walton's total. That's uh, what where I want he stands you to right do. now. Because this year it's a flip flop of who's carrying the ball more. And it's more it's going to Walton more, so just curious, I'm curious about that. But uh, I think Walton's somewhere around. Uh, I want to say like 700, maybe. Um, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up for you right now. But uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. he still has a chance to get there. A chance? I'm just, I'm just looking at it, and I think it's, it's something that we really need to think about. Like, you know, when was the last time you know we we we've been a you and a you that we don't have, you know, dominating running backs. Even when we were struggling with gold and we at least, um, you know, Duke was able to pop the 1,000-yard, you know, Pacho, you know, it's, it's just something that we need to really pay attention to. I know we're, we're like, passing team right now, and it's working. I think it's right, continuing to work. He's at a net 774 right now, okay? So mm-hmm. I think there's a great chance he gets to 1,000. You got four games okay. left. Yeah. Okay. Let's, he's a let's seven hope so. He's only needs another 225 yards the rest of the season to get over a thousand. Okay. Just think it, keep in mind that we're now kind of going like you know away from um, the run a little bit, so we're gonna. Well, it's gonna be challenging. Uh, uh, would we count the ball game with that? Uh yeah. Why not? Okay. All right. <laughs> if he well, if he still needs. Uh, Okay, I'm just saying, is that a lot? I mean, that's, is that what usually happens? They usually count that part. I mean, part he's averaging 5.4 yards a carry. He's got mm-hmm. ten touch, ten touchdowns. Yearby's mm-hmm. got six touchdowns. I mean, it's there's nothing, you know. Considering they haven't been able to run the ball in some of these games lately, it's not bad. Okay, I'm just something that came to mind. I was just curious. Um, another thing, um, we really need to go ahead and win this game next game, only because you want to go ahead and get being qualified for the ball game out of the way because the next two games, I mean, North Carolina State, Gary, you got to admit, they're a pretty good team. You know, they lose to the games. They kind of lose the game a little bit. But they come and yeah, they're agree. physical. They're a physical team. And I've made it my business to go ahead and watch them just to try to see what we'll be up against on their defense. Their running back is hard to bring down. Their, their defense holds up. So we don't want to be going into a senior day trying to qualify for the ball game. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't want that. That's something that we kind of like want to stay away from. So you, no, you know, while we got it right, while we go right now, just go ahead and, and grab that. Um, on the recruiting end, actually, you know what? Before I do that, kind of like want to piggyback on one of the callers. I don't want to beat on him too much, but Carter, oh my gosh, he's costing. I, I said it in another show. He's costing himself a lot of money right now because in coverage, just just for as him, I, mean, I know the the defense is playing well. But as far as he, he's, he looks lost, he, he looks out of place. He's always, you know, watches it on TV. He's coming into the play late. He, he's, he's being thrown, they're thrown over his head. He's not, he's just never in place. And it was 13 NFL scouts at the game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, they were out there in force. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's costing himself money. And I think maybe when he gets to the next level, they might be able to use him on a special team, and he might be drafted, he might not. There's something to pay attention to. Carnell is is. He's going either the first day or if not, if he goes the second day, it's going right away. He's being drafted. Yeah, I agree. You know, he's picks. a little small. That's the, that's going to hold him back a little bit. But um, 
But they got those guys in the NFL, though. We have those guys in the NFL. You know, I want to be a little selfish, and I hope he comes to the Giants. I just want to be selfish, just selfish there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but on the recruitment, um, one of the callers said it. The house wasn't full. We we didn't have a full house, but we had a really important guys there. Um, just quite curious for you. Like, you know, the, the month of December is going to be very important for us. Is there any guys that you feel that um, difference makers that you thought were like kind of like was in the building that you figured is going to be difference makers for us, or are you just recruiting regular old guys that's going to come Wait, in? You know, my guys, guys that are committed that are committed right now. Who do I think is are difference makers? You know, I, I kind of know those guys. Saying? I'm saying no. I'm some kind of guys that we either had in the building. This past game, or we we got coming up that's going to come visit and watch the games. Where are the difference makers? That's a word that you use all the time. Who do we have? Like we just had a linebacker commit, and nobody's talking about him. He's just a local no, kid. Yeah, he's, he's I I I think that he's going to be a little bit more of a project than some people might think he is. Uh, I didn't go like crazy crazy. And that's about like the, the third uh, time you said that. that tonight about one of. And and I'm not. It's this is not like a. A hard discussion. I'm just trying to hit little points. That's kind of like the right, well, third let time. Let me just you tell said. you what you think are the difference makers, okay? Because they're okay. coming in and out of the building. I think the quarterback, okay. Nikozi Perry, I think he's a difference maker. I think he's a potential superstar. Um, running back, I don't really know enough about Robert Burns. I mean, some people think he's going to be really good. He's not even playing his senior year of high school, basically, because they don't have an offensive line at Gulliver. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, man. I don't really have a feel for Burns or McFarland. How great they're going to be in college? We'll just, you know, we'll just have to see there. Um, the receivers. I think that are Homer. Being I think Homer is pretty good. I think Homer. I think you know he Homer had that little fumble. Yes. Yes. He'll be I fine. think he's going to. He runs hard. He plays hard. I think he's going to be fine. I do think yes. we need to find a position for Gray. Um, I think the experiment is over at that position. Defense the same way they did with the ball. Um, the, the tight end, they need to switch him over right now, start working him in the spring. Or we, when we go into the ball game, they need to – you know, I know he's not ready yet because he's tore this. Yeah, but I'm just saying, whenever he's ready, they need to switch him right over to the D and stop playing around. He's not a running back. He's never going to be a running back for us. Um, we're going to lose um, the bus. He's going to – like I say, he's going to transfer to, like, Connecticut or Rutgers or one of them schools and play right away, and we just need to figure that part out. And last week, you know, we kind of got into it a little bit, and I told you that the tight end jersey might be leaving. And Gary, I'm saying, I hope he don't, but he's playing. So he, he looks so good. He might be a guy that might be heading out the door. Who are you talking about? The tight end from Jersey. The Joku? Yes. No, I don't think he's leaving no. this soon. I think you'll have him for one more year. I hope so. But there's the, the yeah, there's the, there's there's the I think you'll have him for one more year. But anyway, you know, you were asking about guys who are difference makers in in the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I think Devonta Smith has a chance to be that if they can be fortunate enough to get him. He's a big time player. Um, Navon mm-hmm. Donaldson, I think, is going to be a difference maker. I think he would start as true freshman. Um, mm-hmm. You know, other guys. I mean. We'll have to see on DJ Johnson. He's not going to have to play right away with all the defensive ends that they have. Um, I'm not sure any of the linebackers are absolute immediate difference makers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Trey John Bandy is going to play as a true freshman just because of how competitive he is. I think that, that he can work work into the mix pretty quickly. 
Um, the Amari Carter kid from Palm Beach might have that that capability. I think DJ Dallas is guaranteed to play a lot next year as a corner. What side do you think um, he should play on? You think I think he's going to play corner. Dallas. I think. Yeah, I think they're going to okay. end up using him as a corner. That's that's what I think. But we'll you know we'll see. I mean, he could play on either side of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that, that, he'd be, that's really he'd be the first player to do that. He'll be the first player to do that for us for in a while if 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 he can come in and play both ways. And, and, I can't and that would be lovely. You know, it would depend on who else they get at receiver. I mean, maybe if they strike out at receiver, but they need corners next year so badly. You know who's going to play Dallas, corner next? Is Dallas a return? Is Dallas a return candidate? Like he is he is he a kick return type of a guy? Yeah, yeah, he could do that also. But so we'll see if they decide to have him do it. But because um, I know, um, I know, um, what's his name? Uh, his name is slipping me right now. Um, I love him, Lewis. I love him, but he shouldn't be on kick return, Gary. He's slow. He's he, he what was it, the Carolina game? He made that mistake where he should have let the ball roll out of bounds. We'd have got it at the forty or whatever it was. I know he's a senior. I know he's going, but we need to start putting fast and quick and small guys on the kick return team. Quick guys that's going to be able to get up the field, get us a quick 15, 20 yards, and get off. And if he, if they don't, they score. If we pop it, we score. But at least you know. But Lewis, come on, are you kidding me? It's, it's, it's. I don't know why we keep sticking him out there on the kick returns. It just doesn't look good. He's not getting anywhere. I'm shocked if he ever pulls off 10 point. I mean, 10 yards. I hold my breath every time he touches the ball, as far as on the kick return. <laughs> I do, Gary. I'm just, I'm just being really honest. This is one of those situations. Yeah, I understand. Like, I, I don't we're wasting our time. You. We're wasting our time doing it. I put the ball in Burns' hand. I mean, I Burns' um, Homer and say, "Oh, get me 15, 20 yards," because I feel confident in that. There's a few other things I want to talk about, but it's a calm night. Um, I let it go. Um, just keep me on hold and continue to do the thing you do, man. Appreciate you. You got it. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Looks like Donald Trump now has about a hundred and twenty five thousand vote lead in the state of Florida, um, but there's a big but here. Broward County only sixteen percent of the vote ported in Broward County, and that's going to skew heavily for Hillary Clinton. Um, who right now is getting about 68% of the vote in Broward. So, um, And there's still 7% of the vote in Dade County left to go in. So Hillary Clinton's going to make up a lot of that gap, if not exceed it. And it's going to be dependent on what else there is to come in, whether uh, who ends up winning Florida. But obviously that's key in the presidential race. All right, let's go to the 870. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Uh, Gary. How are you? This is Liam. Who's this? It is Liam. Liam from Arkansas. Hey, hey, what's up, Liam? How you doing this week? What you got for us? Doing good. Um, Gary, I wanted to know, I mean, if you have any insight. It looks like I'm so happy Rick was able to adjust. Um, I think even with the record, um, the adjusting thing is probably the most important thing I have seen all year. Because that shows me that going into next year or when we get the players that we need, that he can match up each game with good teams and knowing how to adjust. And I give you what you were saying. He probably didn't know what team he had, so he probably didn't know what adjustments to make. So I think going forward, that's the best sign 
that you can have for the program. Because I just think back when Golden's first game against Maryland, and they bubble screened us like 30 times, and he made like absolutely no adjustments uh, from then, you know, from that beginning game to the end game. So I think that was the most important thing that I've seen this this year uh, for me. I mean, I don't know how anyone else feels about that. Yeah, um, I mean, we should come sooner, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, I, I saw it actually earlier, and I gave him a lot of flack for it. But you know, you have to kind of, you kind of got to take it. I looked at Pete Carroll, and I don't want to say it reminds me of USC, but I remember when Pete Carroll first got to USC and he ran a pro style and didn't have the players, and I think they went six and six or something like that. Um, next year it went twelve and one. I don't think we'll do that, but. Next year, I mean, he was significantly better, and you just, you know, we know the rest. But with the pro styles, you, you really have to – there's no quick fixes. You go look at Houston and what uh, Tom Herman has did so quickly because you get athletes out in space. I mean, you can really turn it around pretty rather quickly once you play a certain style. And I think pro styles are not quick turnarounds like that, um, especially first years. Nick Saban first year was 6-5 and five or 6-6 six and six or something like that. So I think it's a little bit more difficult. Um, my question is, one, do you ever think with the pro style that we will ever get a slot receiver? And what I mean by that, I watch the games. Braxton Berrios is always on the outside. That makes yeah, no sense to me. Yeah, you know why? To me, but I mean, well, yeah, so, I understand what you're saying on face value, but – they're also been trying to use Coley and Amon Richards some in the slot. And that's a scheme thing. That's like certain that's like a game planning thing, certain matchups they like and things like that. Okay. And and Berrios, you know, if you're lining up your receivers by priority, you're going Coley, Amon Richards, and then Berrios and Lewis and those guys would be, you know, at the next tier. True. So there's times when they're using those guys in the slot and putting Berrios on the outside and Barrios isn't isn't the target on that play. Well, well, I get that, and that makes more sense. But when they throw to him a lot on the outside too, because I know it's a lot a of one on one balls the they throw to. Yeah, yeah. And I'm but, they're, but like, it's not, uh, they're, not, they're having a hard time getting it to him. I, He's I, like I, a, I think in the Ryan Switzer. He reminds me of a Ryan Switzer. They're pretty much we can say Ryan Switzer. Oh, he's so much better, but he's in a system that allows his skill set to thrive. A Cole Beasley with the Cowboys. Is he better than Des Bryant? No. But you put him in the slot, he can get you crucial third downs. You know, but I understand there's a pro style scheme is not you know, it's not a spread. So I kinda get that. So I kinda think that's where I think Barrios is just not a great fit for him. And I kinda think that's why they're so slow we're so slow with Harley because I think their system is built for the bigger receiver. Does that make sense to you, or or do you think I would be oh, off on this? No, no, there's no question about it. it, it, it oh, okay. The, the system absolutely is built for bigger receivers, and that's why they're recruiting bigger receivers. But they did offer him this week, which a lot yeah, of people thank were God. waiting for. Oh, thank God. I, I, I just, he's a I, little I know guy he's small, now, but man. You, he may – I mean, he's a, speed. No, he's got that, he's he, got he, great speed. At the, yeah, but he's a little guy. I, yeah, I Look mean, at the dog. if you can find... Let me ask you a question. You watch Dolphin games? Yes. You, you watch the Dolphins? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Look, they got this kid, Grant, 
who's like the NFL version of of a little guy with speed. They can't they can't get him involved. It, yeah. It, you know, yeah, I know. You, you know, it, 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 Graham, it's yeah. very these little guys. But I agree. There's a place for them on the team as specialists. And, um, yeah. you know, I think like you can Pitt have one or two. That, yeah, Pitt used that kid, um, you know, and they have approached that. I was very impressed with the game plan of Pitt on offense. Because even though there was a pro style, there was a very creative pro style offense. I mean, you really couldn't put your – you couldn't put your, you know, foot down and say, hey, we're going here. Pitt did a lot of things that kind of mix it up to kind of keep us at bay. But uh, I think that's one of the things. And, two, my, my next question is the offensive line. I know everybody's saying we need to get players in. And I, I honestly think um, we really just – I think we could get better off it. The players that we got now, if we go into next year, strength and conditioning, nutrition and all of that, I think the offensive line we have now would be our best bet. Now, we could put Donaldson in left tackle, move Darling to guard to replace uh, Isadora, uh, have Gall compete, and have probably one other freshman and pray Jones or Brown or Milo come, you know. But we can't think like, oh, we're going to get uh, these four freshmen here, even if we get all of them. Let's say we get Telford and all of those guys. I mean, all those guys can't start. I mean, no, some, they're mean, not, no, and they're not going to as freshmen, right? On the offensive line, so I, I'm I'm hoping that the coaching to me they played better. I know it was a short passing game, but they still it was some throws where Kaya had to sit back there for a little minute, and it, they protected a lot better. I know we used the chip and and all and those sorts of things, but I was really you know. I, I now that's just me. I was kind of impressed with the way they came out and played. I know Pittsburgh ain't they great, but neither was Notre Dame, neither was Florida State, and um, they played a lot better. So hopefully we can um, make up ground there. And the last thing I want to pick it back on that caller about the about our defense and the 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 defense about some of the guys not you know not having Miami talent. This is the thing that confuses me. Louisville has feasted off guys that don't have Miami talent. There are schools that go and get the guys that's not, you know, the Giovanni Bernard that goes to North Carolina, the James White that goes to the Wisconsin, um, that Shelton kid that's at corner that's at Wisconsin. He was a Florida State commit. Florida State didn't want him. He's their best corner. Like, they, Louisville has really built their program on kids from Florida that Miami probably didn't want, there's still a few, um, didn't qualify or what have you. But they'll get those. They'll get a Mike Brown, uh, a Brown, our backup linebacker, get him there and develop him, and he'd be a good player. So I think we're not crediting enough how coaching changes that dynamic. We're saying, man, this is a great job because we really don't have nothing. Well, yeah, they didn't look like nothing on the old staff, but when you get your real coach in there, these guys do have, I mean, you go look at their offer list, these guys did get offers from good schools. So it's just a matter of putting a scheme together that fits their skill set. When we just don't have the depth right now. But I don't I'm not in the one to believe that we just don't have any talented guys on that on that defense. That's just me. But that's all that's all I have, Gary. All righty, thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call again next week. All right, a couple quick election updates for you guys. Um, they're up to 92% of the vote in the state of Florida. Looks like Donald Trump is presently holding about 135,000 
vote edge over Hillary Clinton, but um, a lot of the vote in Broward County has not um, – only 16% of the Broward County vote has reported, and that's going to skew heavily towards Hillary Clinton. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, we don't know what other areas of Florida are still to report other than Broward. Um, state of North Carolina is neck and neck. The state of Ohio is neck and neck. Hillary Clinton is doing very well in New Hampshire, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Colorado. Looks like she's going to comfortably win those states. Um, and I believe the state of Texas is showing up a lot tighter than might have been expected going into the day. Uh, so we'll continue to monitor that. That's where things stand on the election results. Still nowhere close to naming a president. So let's go back to some more Canes talk here. And let's go out to the 504. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? I'm good, Gary. How you doing, man? It's Roland from New Orleans. What's up, Roland? What you got this week? I'm good, man. I'm not gonna hold you up. Uh, uh, the kid about me up. Smith. Oh, okay. We even got other callers or whatnot. Uh, the receiver, Devontae. You've only been Smith. on for ten seconds. I, I know, but I mean, you know, I don't want to be long-winded. I know other people want to call in or whatnot, but uh, Devontae Smith, the receiver. Out of eight meet, um, what's the, what's the deal with him uh, as far as uh, Miami? Is it? Is, I mean, very it, it, been very quiet, very very quiet, not talking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we still believe it's Miami or Alabama, but for some reason he's just been re- really taking his time and being real quiet about it. Okay, okay, and um, about uh, any any any. Any uh, defensive, uh, any D tackles that may have popped up, um, and uh, over the last, you know, maybe couple weeks or so, uh, you know, that may be. No, I, I think with all these, with all these guys coming back, I don't think I think they're gonna. I don't. I'd be surprised. They might just take John Ford. They're recruiting John Ford yeah. as a defensive tackle, um, okay. but everyone's back, so I don't think they feel like that's one of their main areas of need right now. I think they're focusing a lot. On um, you know, on other areas. Yeah, and the, and I know they need uh, they definitely need uh, cornerbacks like crazy. They need they need that and uh, offensive line. Uh, you know. Yeah, they do O, o- line definitely, and I, I think they need a, 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 a real explosive back. You know, you can never have enough, never have enough uh, good running backs. In rotation. Yeah, I wish I wish they were fishing in a little deeper waters there. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't, you know, we'll see. You know, right now, you know, it it, it looks like they got a decent shot at McFarland, um, the kid from Maryland. What do, you, what do you think about him, Gary? What do you think about his game? I mean, I like his tape, but he's not a big back. He's, you know, he's more like in the yeah. Joe Yearby mold. Um, Robert Burns, but I'm saying you, get, you know, you we don't really know a ton about him. He's not even playing, really. So, I'm you know, you I don't like know. You got a guy like McFarland. I mean, you got you can't even tell me there's not five or six other running backs in South Florida that's not equivalent to him, or if not better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. You know uh, I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, the, these are the guys they they look like they're focused on Burns and McFarland. Gotcha. And uh, and what about those interior uh, tackles at uh, Heritage? Was anything still? I mean, what's what's they're, going on? They're with trying those guys? hard. I mean. The way they won last week didn't hurt anything. I mean, those kids are looking to see some results. Um, you know, I, I think they're right in the mix there. They're right. They're they're battling hard for those two guys. Okay, 
Gotcha. And last question, um, and, I'm, and you can keep me on hold. So I know, you, I mean, I know there's three or four games left, but um, going into, I know you can't go, well, just going into next year, you you got Jake Allison and you got Nicosi Perry. Um, it, I mean, you don't think Allison would be the starter? You 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 you, you more so lean no, towards. No, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not making any predictions on the future starter quarterback. You know, there's still. I mean, it's impossible to predict right now. I think Kai yeah. is going to be back next. I think he's got to come back next year, and mm-hmm. um, you know, from there, who knows? You know. I do, but I personally okay. think Nikozi Perry is going to be a, a superstar. Okay. All right. Yeah, because we we play we play uh, Miami play uh, LSU in is it 2018? Uh, correct. Okay. So by, by that time, I'm, I'm ready. I hope the team is probably at least loaded. It's going to be a tough uh, way to break in a new quarterback. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. They're deep. They got pretty. They got a pretty good defense down in Baton Rouge. Well, when they do, when they when you they know. do the schedule, they can't. You know, they can't plan those things. I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, man. Appreciate everything you do, man. Appreciate those updates on the on, on the uh, election as well, man. So uh, you got it. Just keep me on keep me on hold, man. I'm listening. Thanks, man. All right, a little election tid- tidbit of all the votes that have been recorded so far. Donald Trump has gotten fifty. 0.2% and Hillary Clinton has gotten 45.9%. 18,867,000 votes for Trump, 17,263,000 for Hillary Clinton. So Donald Trump is right in the mix here, folks. And um, I know he's a polarizing figure and everyone everyone has all kinds of different opinions about him and, and, and stuff. And uh, some people are kind of scared about the idea of a Donald Trump presidency. But the one thing that's looking pretty obvious here is we watch these election results. Um, he's right now got a small lead in Virginia. He's doing very well in Carolina, Ohio. Um, Donald Trump is right in the mix of this presidential race. There's no question about it. So uh, going to be a very interesting next hour or two as we move forward in the election and you know we're keeping an eye on it for you. Let's go out now to the 951. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, how you doing, Gary? Can you hear me? Yep. Who's this? Oh, yeah, last week I tried to get in a couple times, and I guess something was wrong with my phone. <laughs> um, yeah, that? I don't have too much to say. Um, this is Terrell. I'm calling from um, All right, Terrell. Riverview, Riverview, Florida. Um, diehard Kane fan. I really don't have a lot to say. I just – first thing I wanted to say, I know the guy, Greg, who calls you every week. You know, he hasn't, like – you know, a few issues with Kaya. I hope this this week kind of calmed his nerve. You know, he's still a great quarterback. He, to me, he hasn't, he hasn't called in yet tonight. He must be watching the election results. <laughs> yeah, he probably is. So I hope he hears this, man. He just needs to relax a little bit on Kaya, man. You know, I think Kaya's a great quarterback, man. I, don't think, I, I think, you know, he comes back next year, man. We're looking at a totally different team. Um, he just needs that, that line. He just needs to l- lose his legs. I mean, use his legs a little more, you know. Um, take over the game a little more like he did this week. And I think it'll be fine, man. I think we have a great team next year. We got the, pretty much the whole defense coming back. You know, Kane's fan need to relax, man. I just, I just, I haven't had this feeling in a while. So you know, this feeling of like, man, is looking is looking up. So I mean, since probably since that Bush Davis 2000 2001 team 1999 team that I started there, that feeling 
that things were turning around, you know. So just kind of getting back to that feeling. So just tell your, your boy Greg to relax, man. It, it's going to be all right. I, I still a man, and, you know, I, I think he's going to be a heck of a pro too. So that's, that's just my little tidbit right there. I wanted to get in last week because I always listen, but I never always hear him just talk negative about Kaya. So <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. That was pretty much it, you know. Just relax, man. We'll be back soon. So we could easily right, we could easily be have one loss right now. So one we should have one loss, but against Virginia Tech. But yep, you have anything else for us? That's All right, it. Man. All right. Well, thanks for being part of the show. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Let's take a moment and talk a little bit about one another one of our sponsors for Kane Sport Live. And you heard one of our callers bring them up a little bit while ago in the show and a lot of Kane Sport Live listeners so far this season have gotten into the sports betting craze with a a new player in the game and that's mybookie.ag and um, you know who's going to win the game now it's time to put your money where your mouth is with mybookie.ag and um, get some money on the game and score a big win today and you can join thousands of online players including Hundreds of Canes fans who have gotten into my bookie AG and start betting on all the big games and horse races. And they even have a casino on that great website that they've put together. Um, really outstanding graphics and things like that. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, obviously, it'll, you have a lot of choices out there for the different online sports books and um, don't really know which one to pick. Um well, my bookie AG is reaching out to the Canes fan, and they're doing it with the special offer that many of you have already taken advantage of. And um, if you join now, my bookie will match your deposit with a hundred percent bonus that you will earn over the first several wagers um, that you make. You use the promo code Canes um, when you make that deposit to activate the offer. And uh, my bookie has live in-game betting, so you can even place a bet after kickoff. And unlike some other websites you might find, my bookie offers fast, no-hassle payouts when you win. So um, visit mybookie.ag today, or you can call 844-900-BETS. That's 844-900-BETS. You play, you win, you get paid. And whether you're an expert or a rookie, you got to check out my bookie. Check them out today. And remember, use the code name Canes to collect your 100% bonus of your initial deposit. All right, 646-595-2048. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Uh, let's go out now to the 678. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? Are you with it? You with us? That's you. Hey, what's going on, Gary? I'm doing good. Who's this? This um, Kane's Junkie. Hey, what's up, Junkie? What you got for us I'm this good. week? Oh, um, with the um, with all the uh, with all the um guests like the visitors, right? Like I was seeing on um, like you know on the internet, like different visitors like popping up all the time on campus, but I guess they're not really on OVs. They like unofficial visits. They're both. I mean, they had five officials last week. So it was five officials, but like 
Breeny and Chris Henderson, like they they were on yeah. unofficial, right? Yeah, those are local kids that can pop out there anytime they want. Yep. Oh, so it'd be almost impossible to like be able to say, you know, Henderson and Breeny and all, you know, all the guys is just popping up locally. Like that's not being announced, it's not planned or anything. They're just showing up and doing tours and getting to know. Yeah, the I, mean, they, I mean the co- yeah, I mean the coaches probably know they're coming. You know, in most cases. Oh, but okay. yeah, that's the yeah. You, know, you can take all the unofficial visits you want. So what's you, the deal with Brainy? Um, I know you like uh, you posted. You know, um, I can't remember how you worded it, but you know, it, it basically was saying, I guess it's baggage there or whatever, or it's more. Yeah, I think there's a little that, bit there. Uh, you know, I think I think there's a lot of evaluation taking place. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, I think he's oh, no. getting to know the. The Miami coaches are getting to know them. Uh, you know, they're 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 monitoring them. They're they're scouting them. They're you know, and at some point they'll have to make a decision on whether they you know want to take them or not. Is it based off of skill or is it more so off the field? Skill and both. It's both. With that kid, it's definitely uh, both. It's definitely. Yeah, you know, I don't want I don't want to get too crazy here with what I'm saying because I don't know the kid to that degree, and. All right, all right. You know, I go by you know things I hear and stuff like that, and um, I you know let's just leave it at I think there's an intensive evaluation that's taking place on, on that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, but he it's a legitimate shot that uh, chance that he he could be in this class. Based yeah, on there's a chance. If it, uh, okay. Um, the Jew called D. The Jew called DB. Um, that um at the local at the local college um there in Miami. I think that's Miami, right? ASA? Yeah, ASA, yeah, they it's one of those shopping centers type schools. It's it's pretty crazy. Oh, okay. So I had, nobody had really a value. You're, you're talking about Matt White. He's a kid that just burst onto the radar here recently. Coaches are talking to him. Uh Colorado's the only other major school showing interest in him. So there's oh, a chance there. Like, that, is it looking like that we might strike out with, you know, the people no, that are out there? No, I'm not saying that at him. all. I think they're expanding the pool. I, I see a I see a pool that's expanding. So no, I don't think there's a it's a there's a striking out. I think that you know the kids' senior years are being evaluated and are emerging on the radar. What happened with the um the, the Jacksonville kid who was committed? Uh, I won't say Nick something. I can't remember his last name. But he was he was committed to us, and then you know he decommitted like Nick Roberts. That's his name, Nick Roberts. And now I see another kid like similar to him up from um, Duval that's getting interest now. Like was it something you know? Off the field, that happened with with the Nick Robinson thing. They to, to, to have sure. him committed, then the recruiter guy is like almost like the same thing he was, or the same thing he is. Not not sure. Not sure. Okay. What about Brian Edwards? Has that ship sailed? Uh, I think so. Sure? I mean, there's still dialogue going on there, so it hasn't sailed yet. But you know, I mean, he did decommit, and they're not waiting and around. You know. Oh, okay. All right. I, I mean, I just, I just, you know, I ain't have much. I just want to 
you know, see what was going on because I I see the the commit list, I mean the uh, the recruit list, the, the visitor, but then you know I see four or five other guys that, especially with Chris Henderson, that kind of shocked me. You know, that him being on campus when you know everybody's talking Florida, and then you know he's taking visits. Well, he just took a visit to to Auburn this past weekend. He still was able to, you know, still come by the campus. I was like, that was kind of strange, being that everybody's like basically crystal balling him to to the, to the Gators. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I, that's all. I just wanted to check in on that. You know, if, like, if you if y'all had like inside, you know, something going on that, you know, we might not be getting it. Like, but y'all know other cat like kids on. No, I, I I I see a pool that's expanding. I I don't see okay. anything to be concerned concerned about right now. Also, a lot of kids. This, you got to uh, remember, a lot of kids improve a lot between their junior and senior year. So if you're a good recruiting staff. You're looking hard at these games that are taking place right now because you're going to find kids that you didn't think necessarily you were going to recruit a few months ago who have taken quantum leap forwards here as seniors for whatever reason. Mike Harley. And, you know, and that's what I see happen, and I see the pool expanding. Oh, oh one more thing. Um, Farland. Would you, you you say he in the mold of Yearby? Would you would you put him on the in the same class with say Duke Johnson? Would would he give you like a? Let's see. You know maybe he could. I mean, let me put it this way: there's a difference between Duke Johnson and Yearby, even though they're both smaller type running backs. I think you would agree that Duke Johnson is a better player. So right. you know we'll see. I mean, you can't predict this when he's in high school. You know we'll see. Oh, I okay. mean, Travis Homer could end up being the guy. We don't know. We don't know yet. You know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just put me on hold, man. I, I'm uh, listening. Yeah, but he's not a big back. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. Give us a call again next week. All right, election update. It looks like they're up to 94% of the vote now in Florida. Donald Trump still looks like he's holding on to about 145,000, 150,000 vote lead. Uh, so that's getting really interesting. Trump is also trending very well in Ohio, North Carolina, and Michigan. All tight races where the votes continue to come in. Um, I think uh, Hillary Clinton has a slight edge in New Hampshire, uh, Pennsylvania, and Colorado, but all still very close to call. I mean, this is a wide-open race right now as we head towards 930. Um, So, again, it doesn't look to me like they're close to declaring a winner um, in this one. could be a late night for all of us uh, to wait to see who the next president's going to be. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out to the 786. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing? Doing great. How you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Gary, yeah, we talked last week a little bit about some of the changes that CMR was going to have to use. and It, it appears a lot of things that we've been talking about and pointing out for a while. He kind of put everything together and he allowed the, uh, the passing game to set everything up and it made Brad a lot more comfortable, and, and no question the offensive line did a lot better. But I think uh, rhythm was better overall as a whole, and it's uh, he's finally going back to what works for these kids, it appears, team-wise. I thought he did a great job. I, I loved the game plan last week. 
Uh, I'd been, you know, talking about it for about two weeks before that I thought that's what they needed to do. Uh, get more aggressive on early downs, throw the ball more, use the pass to set up the run, stop putting so much of it on the offensive line. And uh, it couldn't have worked better the other the other day. Well, looking at this week's opponent compared to last week, that primarily basically man and very little, very little zone underneath a little bit at times, but primarily played man. I mean, now we're going against a Virginia team that kind of mixes a lot of things up. But they don't have a lot of depth. Uh, but they did a great job against Louisville. And one thing that they did a great job of was putting pressure on, on, on Thomas. I'm wondering uh, what are the keys he's going to have this week in preparing to get the scheme down, which I'm sure his game plan's already done by now. But what are the keys that he's going to have, once again, for, for Brad to be comfortable against that type of defense? I think they got to do the same thing they did against Pitt. Um, that doesn't mean it's the exact same plays run the exact same way. Uh That'll depend on how Virginia plays defense, and I'm not really – I haven't seen Virginia really play. Other than a few minutes of their Louisville game, I haven't seen much, so I can't really tell you a lot about Virginia at this point. Um, But, you know, you made a comment about the game plan being done. Uh, The game plan's never done. Mark Rick was still putting plays in as late as Thursday night last week, and, uh, you know, coaches keep watching film. The majority of it's in. Yeah, majority majority of it's in. But they'll tweak it. But, uh, they'll tweak it as the week goes on, and coaches keep watching film at night and stuff. So they'll they'll make adjustments as as, as they go forward. You know, one thing that and here I just I haven't been able to to really find out this information. I've heard different things. I've seen different things. Exactly, uh, being so thin at receiver and having a kid like Mullins that's there. I mean, have they decided to pr- pretty much redshirt him at all, or is he just not involved? Yeah, or? it looks it looks like he's going to redshirt. He hasn't played in, wow. it's, it's, it's in several weeks. I, I just I'm wondering if if what you have is deep enough to to go ahead and, and finish out the rest of the season and it is in a chance as long start as nobody gets you hurt. If they had a rash of injuries, they always have the option of playing them. But right now, it looks like they'll be able to finish the season with what they have. Gary, what, what have you heard when you've interviewed uh, coaches, and especially Coach Brown and Coach Rick? Has his name been brought up? And if so, what have you guys discussed about him? And how do they feel about his progress thus far overall uh, transition into the college game? Any, any thoughts on that? Any information to share? Who are you talking about? Uh, Mullins. Oh, Deontay Mullins? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I know they weren't happy with the shape he was in. Um, mm-hmm. Mark Rick, you know, used the term he gets tired very quickly. Uh, he missed he missed the whole spring and summer for the most yeah. part. I mean, it's un- it was never realistic that he was going to come in and play this year. I don't know why anybody really thought he was going to. I never thought he would play this year. Um, right. You know, Especially you just can't miss that. Especially after waiting for the clearinghouse. I mean, that takes forever. Yeah. And he but he's not. I mean, I just, yeah. He's just not in the kind of physical condition, and doesn't know the playbook, and you don't. You just don't have time once the season, season starts. He's not ready to focus in he's on one ready. guy. And, yeah, he's not ready yet. Next year, he's not ready. Theory. You know, um, nope. talking a little bit about recruiting, uh, <laughs> I was kind of uh, shocked to see the Wilder all of a sudden just pull the trigger like that. It just kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, he I even heard that he was going. Enough. Okay, I, 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 mean, I heard he was going back to Auburn. messing around with uh, speeches uh, on that. <laughs> oh, jeez. But I, I mean, what's your gut tell you on that? Do you think that's a pretty much a solid commit, or is he going to be 
Yeah, I do. I always felt he was going to end up at Miami. I mean, there, there's some family members that would like to see him leave the area. I mean, I guess it could still change. Out of here, yeah. Okay. yeah, but it, I guess it could still change. But, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty solid. Is he an early enrollee? Or is he going to just have to uh, wait till spring to come in? See, I don't know. Let's see if I have an early that I can uh, get to real quick here. I I have him presently on our early enrollee list. A lot of these guys are early enrollees, but uh, at this point have not gotten an indication that he would be one. I would would really hope that he would be one of those kids that would come in early uh, just for the fact that uh, it it would really help our depth next year. There's a number of kids that can play, and I don't think the kid from uh, Palm Beach is going to be coming in early either. But I definitely would like one of those type of kids. And I, and I, I know that they're hoping to have him play linebacker here, but he's so damn fast. I, I don't see him. I don't see him not being on that field next year somehow, some way. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, Wilder, he's an explosive kid. We'll see. I'm not as I'm not as convinced as you are, but that doesn't mean are you're you? not right. You know, it doesn't mean you're not right. Okay. Well, that's, that's, it's always nice to hear what your thoughts are on that. And, and uh, you know, one thing today... Yeah, listen, if, really, I had, if I had an absolute opinion where I, I, I 100% conviction on it, I would tell you. I do not have 100% conviction on Wilder. But in the film that I've watched, does not look to me like... When I watched Shaq Quarterman, when I watched Mike Pinckney and Zach McLeod... I felt strongly, I mean, other than the obvious that, we, that you needed linebackers to play, but I felt very strongly that those guys were coming in and were going to play a lot as true freshmen. I, I don't get that feeling, feeling when I look at Wilder. But uh, it doesn't mean I'm wrong. I mean, I'm, not, you know, I'm, I'm just one guy right. looking at film, making, giving my opinion, but I, I don't get well, that feeling that he's that far along. And now you add in the kids. Physically, as much as anything, he's a, he's a he's a lanky guy. He almost looks like a safety to me. Wow, wow. I I um I had a chance to see a little a little bit some of his clips the other day, and I was really impressed with this his first step and how quick he is off the ball. Um, uh-huh. And I hadn't seen Aubrey in a long time, and uh, I did see him about a year ago, and Aubrey said that the kid was just his first step was nasty, and I like what I saw. I mean, just a very explosive kid, but. Looking at uh, the kid from Central that just had the ACL or MCL injury, you know that's why I think it's critical that this one of these linebackers comes in early. Uh, we're going to need some depth there, and definitely we're, we're hurting this year without having uh, some depth there, especially on the edge, just to help things out. Well, Steed uh, Steed is supposed to come in early, but like you said, he just got hurt, so we don't know what that means. Um, yeah, yeah. But he was he was exactly. supposed to come in early and. Right. And Bradley Jennings is supposed to come in early too, so. Yeah, Gary, I don't have, I haven't seen that kid play. Heard a lot of things about him, but uh, what I mean, how does he compare to the three kids we have now? Um, which which one? Bradley Jennings. Uh, I I personally don't think he's as far along. I think he's a good prospect. I like him. I like him as a prospect. I think he a little bit better even than Wilder, but, uh, you know, is he going to be ready to play as a true freshman? I don't know. Right, right, right. 
Um, I saw your article on the on the Vaughn. That was very promising. The uh, fact that he uh, continues to come to other games and continues to come to practice. I heard he was at practice again last week on, on an off day or something like that. So that was good to hear. But how um, how is that evolving? Do you do you think uh, he's his commitment is going to continue to stick or? Or is I going to get uh, opened out there in terms of what's out in the rest of the world and the SEC and all that stuff? I mean, what, I think that's a, I think like that's right already now? the case. I think that's already the case. I think that's already happened. Uh, he's just going to have to make a decision, you know. And I, right now, he's in the Miami camp. Uh, he says he's going to stay in the Miami camp, but I know right. for a fact he's still very actively engaged with Florida and also Florida State. And uh, supposedly, uh, the, the kid from Miami High. That went out to USC um, has sent him a couple of messages that you know not the place to be at. Um, I, I haven't seen what those that kid's stats or anything like that, but I heard that not really uh, not really liking it out there. Transition's been kind of tough for him. Um, you heard anything about that at all with regards to that kid? And I think his name's Pi Young. What type of uh, impact that could have on that on that front? Yeah, I, I just the same thing you were just talking about. Um... You know, I don't think it's gone as great for him as he probably thought it would. Right. It'd be nice to see him uh, him stay home and not uh, not go out off out of here and stay home. Last thing I want to oh, bring up: a lot of these uh, kids they find out the grass is not always as green as it looks during recruiting. You know. Yeah, it's just you know one thing I, I think a lot of people are just misinformed. They don't understand that when you go out to an SEC stadium or you go out to a Big Ten game at Michigan or Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, there's an element that does not exist here. And if you've never been outside of this area, you've never been, you know, either as a student or a coach or a professor or whatever, out in, in one of those small college towns or. It's tough to understand the 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 impact it has and the significance it has in that area. Um, I mean, you, you know, you're considered to be gods almost, and there's been many instances to a fault uh, as we've seen lately. But it's hard to go out there and, and not fall in love with those places because they offer you so much until until January, February come around, and you realize, hey, <laughs> this isn't South Florida. But I'm just uh, just keeping my fingers crossed with these kids. Hopefully, we can keep enough home this time and, uh, with this cycle now full cycle CMR and Mike Rump recruiting and Coach Searles and, and, and uh, Coach Cool, which I think is I got the job that they've done thus far, that defense. I, I, Gary, I never thought they'd be playing like this. So it's incredible. Um, Great job. I mean, they make mistakes. They make mistakes. They come back. They, play, they make they, they forget about it. There's a short memory. And uh, with the DBs, I saw that again this week. Corns uh, just played incredible. But um, I saw it today a little bit uh, – Mike Rump, it's his birthday. Got a lot of love from a lot of recruits, a lot of local recruits, 17 corners especially. So that was really good to see. But one kid that I know you haven't had good vibes about, a kid from Matter Academy uh, that's with Rocco over there. Uh, what, what is it that that, uh, that concerns you with him? Um, I've heard different things, but there's, at this there's point, nothing what concerns that concerns me. I, I just heard that there's you know some question marks about. Uh, you know, on, on him. Okay. I've never met the kid, of... so I, I don't have – I have no personal opinion whatsoever. I'm just going by what I've heard, um, right. you know, which is there's 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 some questions there that have to be answered um, before the University of Miami would decide to take him in the class. Okay. Um, you know, they, 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 they did it with Sam Bruce last year. How did that work out? 
<laughs> right? I think we all knew Had it worked out, that not very going. well, right? Yeah, you end we up knew that was going, but... Yeah, but uh, I mean, this... it was the same, the same thing. I mean, the warning, the warning signs were all over the place. I, I mean, I've heard the same thing had... about the kids from Myanmar. I heard our, our friend of mine works over there, and he's he's always a real nice kid and all that. But last time we spoke uh, about two weeks ago. We were out of game out there, and he mentioned that. And look, Kim looks really good, by the way. Kim, Kim this great athlete. But he mentioned Ed. that uh, he's become a little bit of a, of a big head and starting to display some of the things that Tyree Cole did towards the yep. end of his junior than his whole senior year. Yeah, here's another one. Ty- and, yeah, look at Tyree Cole. Great example. Because when Tyree yeah. Cole was in his senior year of high school, it was the same deal. And you heard the same things, and you saw things going the wrong way for that kid. And what happened? The disease of me is what's yeah, inflicting I mean, this entire young society, Gary. And there's so many people found, that to it You know, the, there's uh-huh. some kids that could turn it around when they get to college. You know, I mean, when Stacy Coley was coming out of high school, a lot of people were, would, would have said stuff like that about him. You know, he had a tough life growing up. You know, it wasn't you know, wasn't the you know the the 100 percent you know polished individual that you would have wanted him to be at, at that point. Correct. Miami took a chance on him. It's worked out okay. He's been, he hasn't gotten in trouble once in, in college. He's been great. But a lot of these kids, um, man, when they go bad in, high, in their last year of high school, um, they never get it. They just never get it back. I don't, I can't explain it. You know, I mean, kids are just kids. Um, I think their support network that they have at their existing schools, I think they play, that plays a critical role. Uh, one thing that, that I know that uh, Coach Trump did with the kid, with Torrance Gibson, uh, who had a very, really big problem at the school site with his girlfriend one day. Uh, it was really bad. Um, and, and I know that he was able to hold the kid accountable, suspended him for a little bit, kept him out of a regional game, um, and, 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 and made him tell coaches on the phone, hey, this is what happens. Um, so the level of accountability was there, and I think that you don't have too many guys like that, and that's why I've mentioned many times on the board that a guy like Ron, a guy like Donnie Salinger, those are the guys that there's so much more – there's more meaning when those guys are at high schools because they really can direct not just a couple of kids, but those whole groups. I mean, those, those entire senior classes, when you go to one of those banquets and you see the impact those guys have had on them, um, and a guy like Cogsdale who's now available out there at Carroll City, I'm sure we'll be looking for a program next year. But, you know, we don't have enough of those guys. A lot of those guys have moved on, and, and the young guys are coming in. And, Gary, there isn't that level of accountability that they were held to, you know, that a Walt Frazier held them to, you know, that a Billy Roll held them to, regardless of what you say about Billy. But there was a level of accountability that was there, and it's, it's, it's getting worse every day. It's disappearing. And it's a sad state of affairs. And lo- unfortunately, a lot of the kids that we've needed uh, to help us out that have to, that have not decided to come here haven't it hasn't worked out for them, and and then they want to come back, and then it's too late. Um, and I hope Pi Young isn't the next one to do that from this area. But uh, hopefully, we'll get things together and uh, get another W this Saturday, Gary, and, and we'll take it from there, huh? All right, man. Thank you for calling in. Give us a call again next week. Always a pleasure, Gary. Always a pleasure, Gary. Take care, my friend. You got it. All right, guys, election update. They're up to 95% of the vote in the state of Florida. Donald Trump holding a 140,000-vote lead. Um, Starting to look like he's got a great chance here to win the state of Florida. 
They're projecting them in one of the shockers of the evening to win the state of Texas, too. And uh, this, this this is really uh, getting very, very interesting. Um, you know, Trump's trending ahead in Ohio, North Carolina. Looks like he's got a shot at Michigan. Um, they're very tight in New Hampshire. Hillary's doing pretty well in Pennsylvania, um, Colorado. But uh, not the perfect storm for Hillary Clinton that a lot of people thought this would be. And uh, it's going to be a very interesting evening, one way or the other. So we continue onward here on the show, 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048 is the number. Let's go to the 678. You're live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Going once, going twice. All right, you're going to have to call back. Uh, let's go to the 706. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? This is Sebastian, man. What's up, dude? What's up, Sebastian? What you got for us? Man, it's election tension. That's what's going on. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> I, know, I know some people who are, who are uh, a little anxious right now. <laughs> so uh the Trump the, the, the Trumpster is uh hanging in there. It's so funny. Hello. But let's talk some football. Let's give it up to the Canes fan. They really showed up against Pittsburgh. They didn't get ran out of the ballpark. The defense showed up. We had some guys come back. That was uh pretty good. It doesn't look like Holbert played a whole lot. Is he banged up? Yeah, he was out this week. Yeah, he he was out this week. So uh, I don't know if they just team-wise changed everything up from a blocking perspective, like they kept the tight end in to kind of, like, jam that defensive end. It they looked did. like Kyle was comfortable in the pocket whole entire time, and they may need to keep that up. I mean, we can, you can't yeah, throw I mean, if, can't, if he's not protected, you know. And You're, uh, down, you're, 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 you're down two guys on the offensive line. You're down two starters now. You you know yeah. you went into the season you, you said your depth was seven deep, well now you're seven deep. You've got Gall in there at center, who by the way has yeah. vastly improved over a year ago. I thought he did great the other day. I was very believe, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Watching Alex Gall last week, what'd you say? No, I'm just gonna say you know I gotta say that you know I I really don't like him in there because he seems to get blown up all the time. He never stays on his block. The line of always get suggested. No, I'm talking about Gall. Gall, uh, well, yeah, that, that, was too. that didn't happen. That didn't happen the other day. He wasn't. Yeah, he was not, not a. Did, did, did. He was not a liability the other day. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. So let's talk about let, let let's talk about the rest of the season. Every game on the schedule is winnable. You know, we get to eight and four. We get to a respectable bowl. We win a bowl game. You know, against Georgia, whoever. Just a little momentum going into the next year, you know. Um, these these guys got a lot to play for, and this is what I mean by that. The last couple of years, November, we've always tanked in November. November's always been a bad month for us in closing the season out, and we haven't won a bowl game, you know. And what are your thoughts about that? I think those are huge milestones and accomplishments if we're able to no do doubt. that. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. I listen. My my expectations are that they 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 need to win these last three games. There's no reason they can't. Um, you know, there's no excuses right now. The team's relatively healthy. I mean, 
you know, I know they've got these couple banged up guys on the O line, but it's a relatively healthy team. And to me, there's there's just no excuses. I mean, you know, you're better than Virginia, you're better than NC State. Although I do think that that's going to be a tough game on the road, no doubt about so it. Too. I think um, so too. And 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 last game of the year against Duke, you, you know, you you should you have an edge there as well. So I would love it's, to see the team finish finish day, the year. Senior day, yeah. Exactly. You got to finish the year with three straight wins, go eight and four, which is right about where everybody said they would be, eight and four, nine right. and three, somewhere in there, um, and then go to a bowl game and, like you said, win the bowl game and go into next year with a with a with some momentum. You know, there's no better story. I mean, there's no better story. If Rick, if Not right Rick now. Ends no, up no. With that, no, there's no better story. If we if we if we won our last three games with a bowl game, I mean, Kane Nation. Will be pleased. It would definitely be an improvement in progress over the last coaching staff. And a lot of these kids that's on the fence of, uh, should I go to Miami? Should I not go to Miami? You know, it may it may work out in our favor. Now let's talk. Now let's talk recruiting. So the Brimmy kid, you don't think he's coming? Uh, I don't know. The cornerback, you don't know yet. You keep telling me there's some issues out there, and Gary. You know, I think sometimes you be blowing smoke, but you call the Sam Bruce one, so I got to give you some props, major props. I'm not so blowing any smoke at all. There. I mean, you know, if a kid has has some question marks and issues, I usually hear about it. Yeah. So you, so you, so you were definitely spot on in getting that. I, I, I really want that Slayton kid from American Heritage. I mean, we, 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 we're not. We can't win games if we can't build an SEC. Offensive and defensive line. I mean, we're going to get our skill guys, but that's what I'm focused on this recruiting year. What can you tell me about on the offensive line recruiting? Well, I just went through it a minute ago. You weren't listening. No, I just got on the call. I just got on the call. Oh, okay. So I'm not trying. All to right. Get you uh, twice well, you know the guys that are committed: Donaldson, Dykstra, uh, Hillary. Um, Dykstra and Hillary look to me like guys that are going to have to redshirt as freshmen. They don't look to me like they're physically developed to the point where they're going to play right away. I think That's Donaldson cool. will start as a true freshman. Um, I think the two kids at Heritage are, are of huge importance. They're still recruiting Kadeem Telford at Booker T. So there's still a chance there. There's a kid by the name of Adrian Ely um, from Louisiana who's going to visit midweek. Yeah, yeah okay. he's a, he'll be a midweek visitor, I believe, next week. And... Um, yeah, go from there. I, I still think there might be a guy or two that might uh, come to the forefront down the stretch in recruiting. That's is, is, not is, on the is there is there a JUCO guy that we could get? Uh, is, don't know yet. That, I'm sure they're I'm sure I mean, they're fishing. I'd be shocked we, we, if they need, we, we need one of those. We, we need one of those. They got to be looking hard at that. And um, Holloman is uh, the press that I've been reading on Holloman is that he really enjoyed himself, and it looks like you know there's a chance. With Holloman, yeah. there's a chance with Smith. Are we getting our hopes up too you know, high? My only, my only concern with Holloman, is, for some reason he's gone quiet. And, like, he didn't really get to see the program at its best on in terms of a full stadium and things like that. You know, stadium, there were a lot of empty seats on Saturday. And he's getting recruited by schools that, you know, pack them in every game and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know that that one's a done deal yet, you know, unless he – Told coaches he wants to come and he just wants to take some more visits the next few weeks because he's not saying a word. Okay, well that makes me a little bit nervous. I was kind of getting excited about because we 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 need we need big time athletes, Gary. You think I think you think we know that we need big time athletes. I will say this, and you can you comment on it 
I think Rick really approved of the play call and he grew this this past week. What do you think? I don't. I, I'm not going to say a guy that's been calling plays for you know, eight, uh, what twenty years or whatever, or twenty five years grew in the Pittsburgh game on Saturday. Um, I, I think he found his team. You know, I, I think he, I think he 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 found the pulse of his team and what can work best with the personnel that they have right now at, at Miami. And I think you saw the result of that. I mean, the, the offense took a quantum leap forward once that happened. And that's the fine line a lot of times in these games. I mean, I, that's why coaching to me in the college game is at such a premium. I mean, the, that Miami staff undressed the Pittsburgh staff the other day. I mean, coaching was a massive, massive factor in how soundly Miami won that game. Wow. Wow. You don't agree? No, I, I mean, co- I coaching agree. to me is huge. I mean, it's huge. I mean, you, I mean, you, you, you spot on, Gary. I mean, I just that's why I said that's why I said wow because I mean you called it. I mean, you, I mean, you were definitely spot on. Can you talk to me about some kids you don't think are gonna be back in the program next year? Because we really can start to cut some of that dead weight if we can. I mean, they're not helping us death wise. I'm, I'm Maybe sure. Uh, you know, I'm, there's a bunch of guys that aren't playing right now that I'm sure they would love to to lose. Um, okay. You got to be careful because with some, you know, the, the first place everybody wants to look is the offensive line, but you can't leave your program with a shortage of, of big bodies. You can't conduct practices without them and things like that. So you got to be careful. You know, y- your instinct is going to be, ah, get rid of those four or five offensive linemen that can't see the field. But they still play a role in the program on the scout team and, yeah. and, and things like that. So, yeah, so we'll see. You know, I don't know what they're going to decide or what they're going to do or what, the, how, you know, what kids aren't going to want to stick it out, what kids are, what, what the coaches are thinking on that regard. But I, I'm just saying in general I think you've got to be careful about over-jettisoning big bodies out of your program. Okay. Well, Gary, you can, you can put me on hold, and uh, I look forward to listening to you next week. If you could just talk to me a little bit about the defensive side of the ball for next year, what do we need to do, what are we going to get? I just, I'm just i concerned about the defensive backfield for next year. And just put me on hold. Well, you know, I, I think you have a justifiable concern there, I mean, you know, about the defensive backfield. Obviously, you're losing Corn Elder. I mean, that's a massive, massive deal. Um you're losing Rayshon Jenkins, Jamal Carter, Colbert's not going to be around anymore. So the question becomes, who's going to play defensive back? Well, you know, Jaquan Johnson will be back. I'm not personally sold that he can hold up physically as a, a safety, an every-down safety for an entire season. He's a smaller guy. Um, you know, you don't really know. I mean, you know, Robert Knowles, you know, I, I don't know that he's a, he's going to be a front-line guy there. Uh, Romeo Finley, we don't really know yet. Um, you know, Jeff James, we don't really know. But you know, I'm not going to go nuts here with any kind of prognostications there. Uh, Redwine, I, I mean, he's done a, a, a decent job here in his sophomore year. Still has a lack of speed. Same thing with Michael Jackson. Same thing with Ryan Mays. Uh, Said Wright has, you know, you know, you don't really know what you have there yet. I think Malik Young is small. I don't, I don't, I don't like, you know, he's got some speed and he plays hard and 
can help you a little bit. I don't know how he holds up over a whole season. So I think next year, all of a sudden, the defensive backfield replaced, you know, becomes your biggest question mark area on the team. So, you know, so, so now the question becomes, well, who are you bringing in that can play right away? I, I don't think there's any question that you would put DJ Dallas in that classification. I think you would put Trey John Bandy in that classification just because of how mentally strong he is. He's a smaller corner, but he's a tough competitor uh, kid. And, you know, I would, I would expect him to come in and play a lot next year. Um, and from there we got to see, you know, see who ends up being in the class uh, and, and, you know, just see who gets to come in early for spring and go from there. But uh, well, no I, doubt. I am, I am impressed with Diaz though. I do. I mean, Diaz has showed me a lot. That yeah. even though these guys may be young and inexperienced, he looked like he can coach them up. Look at our linebackers, man. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. So I, know, think it, I think it's a lot harder to play freshman linebackers than it is to play a freshman corner. I think so. That's why I'm saying I'm kind of, you know, kind of impressed yeah. with that. So we'll keep on hold, gear. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Give us a call next week. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Still know we're close to having a president, so we're marching onward, and we're talking about the Canes, baby. And let's go to the 305, where you're now live on Canes Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. How you doing, man? Doing good. Who's this? Good, good. Cino 305. Hey, what's up, Cino? What you got, man? Uh, let me touch on the recruiting first. What do you think – I mean, you know – there was a time, obviously, where we were when we were dominating, we were able to get um, a lot of players in our backyard that didn't, that weren't really exposed so much to you know the other top programs around the country. So we were pretty much able to go in there and, and pluck them out. Where you know the other coaches from other like you know from other schools weren't really uh, spending time down here doing that so much. You know, now they have access and. There's so many, you know, easy ways for them with camps and things to get, you know, more exposure and, and, and get out. So it's become more difficult, obviously, with everything else we've gone through, probation and, you know, poor coaching and everything else. Uh, with, with where we're at now, do you think that um, a guy like Rick and what you see happening with the coaching and the, the program now and also with the way the administration is in terms of, the, the flexibility that they're giving the coaches and and the boosters and things like that. Do you see us being able to go in there and still, you know, get the type of players we need so we to get back to where we were? Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, there, there's so many great players just in the southern part of the state of Florida that you get such a head start on other teams and. You know, you just got to get to the point where you win enough and, and players respect you enough that you can go outside of this area and fill in your roster from there with with elite players. And they're not there yet. They, you know, they're, they're pulling a, a kid or two here from Georgia and, and things like that, but they're not at the point where they can go slug it out with the Alabamas and LSUs for kids um, just yet. Right. No, I see that. And um, that's that's the question. I mean, how – you know, what's it going to take for them to get to the point where we can get our – keep our guys home, you know, keep our – You got to win – well, keep the guys home. I think you're making good progress. Um, it's, it's, it's being able to go outside the area. I mean, look, 
Alabama had a three-year head start on Jerry Judy, okay? Ohio State had a three-year head start on Trayvon Grimes, okay? You're not getting those two kids, okay? I don't care when you say three, who's the when coach you say or three-year head start, But when you say a three-year well, head start... They were entrenched with those kids. You know, those kids were planning on going to those schools. Um, there was never any well, where doubt. Was, so where was our though, coaching? Where was our recruiting like, at that point? Well, you, already, you know the answer to that question. You know the answer. So basically, I mean, uh, they, they got with, fired, with, right? Didn't they get fired? <laughs> so basically, with with the coaching that we have now, you, you see a difference in terms of the the yeah, way they recruit. Yeah, it's a better recruiting staff, yes, but they're not they're not miracle makers, okay? And you know, the, it, this isn't going to happen all at one time in one full full swoop here in in the 2017 recruiting class. It's just not. Um, but you know, they're they're. They're getting the majority of the kids from South Florida, I think. I mean, that they really, really want, and there'll be a couple more here. I think that'll emerge, and and um, you know, they're getting some kids from up the state, like the Bradley Jennings kid that they, you know, were able to get away from Florida State, and um, they're getting, you know, DJ Dallas from Georgia. Hopefully, they'll get Holloman uh, from Georgia, and there'll be a couple more, but you know, it, it'll be okay. I mean, this will be a top 20 recruiting class. It's not going to be a top five recruiting class. Right. So a top 20 class though, you know, should, should yield a top 20 team at some point. And we've been, you know, we've been in the top 20, top 15 every year, sometimes even top 10. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know I mean? but, but I think they have the capability of, of, of obviously getting, doing better than that. Right. Okay, so um, right. So then, with that with that said, I mean, it looks to me just watching the games, it looks to me like our front line, you know, our first string players, are are very competitive in terms of, you know, top fifteen talent. But that just seems to be the issue. So the game where you know goes on, that's when our team, you know, at, at times isn't able to sustain. You know. Are you noticing the same thing? Is that is that correct, or do you do you think that we not have the talent on the team? Well, they they're no right. right you, you mean like right now? No. Yeah, right now I'm saying it looks like our front line, meaning our our first string players for the most part. I mean, our, our except our offensive line, but our first string players, yeah. you know, they, they look like playmakers. They're making. They, they're they're good enough to compete in the ACC. You, you know, you wouldn't want to play Alabama or Ohio State right now. It, it just wouldn't go very well. Okay. Um, let me see if I have one more. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, that was pretty much my only question. Can you give me? Can you? You know? Uh, can you give me an idea of what you think in terms of just your opinion being around the team so long, so many years watching this? Um, how and and also obviously watching the coaching staff and knowing the philosophy and everything. What's your prediction on in terms of timetable between, you know, before we're a contender? And by contender, national contender? Yeah, in, in the if national things, you, Yeah, if things go well, three or four years. All right, that would be something. That makes yeah, sense. I don't think it'll be next right. year, you know. Right, right. No, we're gonna I think that. next year we'll still be good, you know, capable of winning nine, ten games. Right. All right, sounds good, man. Well, you're, you know, it. your old line depth is not going to be significantly better. You right. Know, so. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, we're struggling with, with the impact guys. You know, like, Navon Donaldson, we get him to, you know, we're on a, you know, we, we're, we're, we're holding our, you know, we're holding our breath on that one. We don't know. Yes, you are. Happens. 
You know, yeah. I, I get that same feeling that something is just going to happen in the last minute and he's just going to decommit, you know? Hold your breath. Hope They really need him. I just don't – I don't get how these guys that are from Miami, you know, like the American Heritage guys and Donaldson, all these guys don't just jump on board and say, listen, this is Miami. We want to play for our city, you know, with the, with the uh, legacy that we have here. And the because they, these kids were in diapers. You've got to realize Miami hasn't been Miami for 12 years. You're talking about 17-year-old kids. They were five-year-olds when Miami was good. Four right. years old, five, but, three, but four, know, five years old. They know the legacies. I mean, the, the stories They know the legacy they, a little bit, but they haven't seen it. No, I get that, but it's still their hometown. I mean, still, when they were old the enough to start going to games, Miami has been, been bad. I mean, it, it just is what it is. So, you know, you got to slowly get that back. Okay. The advantage you have well, is that there's a lot of kids that grow up in South Florida that want to play for the University of Miami, and that gives you an advantage. Right. Right. Well, hopefully that's the case. I mean, you know, I, I have a better feeling with Rick just because of his experience than I did, obviously, with uh, the other, the last two coaches. So hopefully, you know, hopefully, like what you're saying is true, and, and Rick can actually get the recruiting in, and we almost get going again. All righty, man. Thanks for calling in. Give us a call next week. All right, Gary. Thank you, man. All right. Bye bye. All right. Election update. Donald Trump, his lead in Florida is down to about 105,000 votes with 95% in. That Broward County vote is starting to show up, which is skewed towards Hillary Clinton. But uh, is she going to catch him? I don't know. He's got a short lead in New Hampshire, um, short lead in North Carolina, Michigan, Wisconsin. So uh, things are going very well for Donald Trump. doesn't mean he's going to win yet, but it's (laughs) – It's really going about as well as he could have expected it to, and I think people on the other side are starting to get a little nervous. As an example, those of you that like to play a little bit in the stock market uh, wouldn't be very happy right now. The Dow futures are down nearly 500 points, so that's not a very good sign to what might happen if Donald Trump wins this election. There might be a little momentary panic there. Um, but we'll see what happens. You know, it's it's interesting. It's like, you know, you think a guy, a guy's winning the popular vote, he might win the election. Yet, people that weren't lined up with him, which is a lot of those guys that work down there on Wall Street, you know, they they're in a little bit of a frenzy right now. So, a very interesting night, and it will continue to be here over the next hour or two. So we'll take a few more calls, and then we're going to let everybody go watch the election results. Let's go out to the 786. You're live on Kane Sport Live. You there? Going once, going twice. All right, you're going to have to call back. Let's go to the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hello, is that me? That's you. Hi, Gary. This is Adam. What's up, Adam? What you got? A couple questions. One, with Wilder finally committing to Miami, does that take us off the board for Johnson? And are we only going to take the three linebackers? Take for you talking about Gary, Gary Johnson, the, the kid from Dodge city, Kansas community. Yeah. The no, I don't, think, I don't think that's the case at all. No, I, I, I think if Gary Johnson wants to come to Miami, they'll find a place for him. Oh, okay. Um, 
also, um, I saw some of the game, and the only thing I could really nitpick about are the are like the stupid, and this has happened all year, the late hit, like Kendrick Norton jumping on the pile after uh, James Conner was down after a loss of four. Now that was Cort- is that- oh, don't, don't Don't pin that on Norton. He was guilty the other week. That was Cortell Jenkins this week. No, I meant – no, there were – yeah, my mistake, Cortell Jenkins. You're mistaken. It was Cortell Jenkins this week that, that had the bonehead penalty of the week award. Yeah, I mean, this is – I love the aggressive defense. I love it a lot better than D'Onofrio, but they have to know when you have a positive play, don't compound it with a stupid play. And that has plagued us all year because I think it was two plays later, Pitt scores a touchdown. Yeah. No argument for yeah, me on I, that front. No, I, but I love the offense. The offense finally looked like it was humming this week. Um, a couple, uh, real quick, uh, recruiting, uh, one basketball question. Uh, do you know why um, Rashawn Muhammad got suspended? Because that just came across. I, use your imagination. Three games at the beginning of the season. Academics is the only thing I what, can think of. Well, there's it's either that or there's one other thing he might have been doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, no but I didn't <laughs> those, know if the, he the, had... The little extracurricular activity that all the college kids uh, partake in? Well, no, because the guy, from, uh, the guy from NC State got nine games. That's why if it was what I think it was, I would think that Muhammad would get longer than three games. Usually at the beginning of the season when you see guys suspended, it's it's either academic-related or it's usually that they fail the drug test. Uh, now, okay. I, don't know, no, I, I, don't know, I don't know specifically what he did, but I, you're pretty safe in assuming it's one of those two things. Uh, okay, and um, a couple other uh, rec- uh, recruiting questions. Are we still in on Derek Smith out of Jacksonville for safety, or is that – or have we kind of tempered that? Um, he had favored Miami early, um, but now um, it looks like Miami has been pushing him down the list. So it doesn't look like he's a priority right now. Okay. And um, I heard, I saw we finally offered Mike Hartley. Um, is there a real chance we can get him to flip from West Virginia? I think so. Or is he pretty, you know, I mean, or they, is, they wanted that offer. They, you know, we we we've gotten pretty tight with his with his dad, and um, you know, we talked to them a lot. And uh, they wanted that offer really bad. Let's let's be honest. I mean, you know, they're not just dissing West Virginia now at a snap of a finger. But you know, I think if Miami shows them that he's that they really want him and that he has a future there, that they'll get mm-hmm. him. Okay, and. Um, what about the kid from um, Miami ASA? Do you think he's a real prospect, the cornerback kid? I don't know that much about him yet. You know, he just popped in, onto the radar here in the last week or so. Um, I don't. I, I can't really tell you a lot about him yet. So circle back in a week or two on that one. Okay, and then um, do you really see like? And I was reading an article. I don't know if it was your site or another site of, like, ASA becoming, like, a theater to Miami because it's right there. Well, I mean, that's what ASA has been traditionally. It's a place where kids go to get their academics together. Um, 
you know, it, it's 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 a goofy type of school now. You know, I don't know, no, okay. you know, but you know, and whether ASA Miami will become a big feeder, I don't know, but uh, you know, ASA at its different branches around the country is typically a place where wayward souls go to get their act together and get their grades in order so that they can go to a major college. Okay, so so it's like Marshall but on a junior college level because it seems like that's, every That's a fairly that's a fairly decent analogy. Uh, okay. Well, uh, thanks for taking my call. I uh, hope you don't stay up too late because this election looks like it's going to go deep into the night. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll, I'll be there for the duration, but uh, it looks like it's getting, getting interesting. So uh, we're going to go a little bit longer here and let everybody go watch it. Yeah. It's getting pretty, pretty intense. All right, thanks for okay. calling. Give us a call next week. All right, we've got two more calls left tonight. Uh, let's go to the 305 again. You're live on Kane Sport Live. <laughs> Miami in the house. What's up, Gary? It's Johnny O from Bird Road. What's up, Johnny O? I was driving down there at Bird Road earlier today. <laughs> I should have come. To, yeah, I should have come over for lunch. Should have come for lunch. <laughs> yeah, man, you should have. Listen, um, I was so happy that finally Kaya was able to breathe in the pocket with extra protection. Yeah. Oh my God! What a relief. And look, yep, we, it, we busted He looked like a whole different guy when he could sit there and 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 sling it in in peace. You know, he he throws such a beautiful ball. You know, what yeah, a when, he was, when he could, add, when he could sit there and yeah, do his yeah. thing and he's protected. Yeah, yeah, he's his pinpoint. You know, and, and to just barely figure it out until now, it's like the crying. You know, we finally figured it out. You know. Oh yep. my God! So I'm, you know, finally I should, I, I, you know, I'm just happy about the future, you know, you know, more, better, better scheming and better protection and and you know, better outcome, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, I was just uh, on that subject. Do you think the pro style scheme, you know, is hurting us not being able to have a quarterback? That, that can yeah, also create I mean, there's no doubt. There's no doubt it hurts a little bit. Um, it didn't hurt the other day because they did a great job right. of, of protecting right. them and executing. It's it, you right. know, it, it, but there's a reason why all these schools around the country have gone away from it or are in the process yeah. of going away from it. There's a reason yeah. why the best coach in the country, Nick Saban, is tossing aside two number one rated quarterback drop back yes. passing recruits. To put a true yes. freshman running quarterback in the yes. game, thinks it's yes. going to help him win the national title this year. Um, yes. There's a reason why people are doing it, you know. But that decision isn't there for Mark Rick right now. That's going to be a decision for future years. He's got a, a, a dual threat quarterback by the name of Nikosi Perry, who's coming yeah. in here. Um, yeah. And if that kid develops the way I think he's going to develop. Um, I think he's going to be the immediate future of the program after Brad Kaya leaves. We'll see. Perfect example, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except right? this kid's probably a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's really? a great athlete. He's a great athlete, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's not a good passer. Right. I mean, Lamar Jackson keeps beat Bales Louisville out of games running the ball. Yeah. Yeah, creative plays. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
that's right. basically it, my brother. Captain Short and Sweet for you. You got it, man. All right, we'll talk see to you next week. Bye-bye. Call next week. Let's go to the 678. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, twice. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Last call of the night. Let's go to the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, it's Rodney. I didn't really intend to get in the queue. Uh, oh, all right. I got in the best. We'll let you go. Mistake, but, uh, Give us a call next week then. We'll do, Gary. All right. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. We're going to release everybody to go watch the election. Um, very, very, very interesting. It's still – there's still pathways for both candidates to win this thing. But uh, Donald Trump doing way better than people thought. With 84% of the vote, they're pretty much deadlocked in Virginia. Um, he's, he's still leading in Florida, Ohio by a lot. Um, still has a lead in North Carolina, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin. He won Texas. Uh, a lot of red on the map right now. Um, so people are starting to warm up to this concept that Donald Trump has a legitimate chance to become the next president of the United States. And whether you voted for him, didn't vote for him, like him or don't like him. Um, I know I personally don't know what the heck to think, but, uh, what a story and what an amazing, amazing thing that he did win or lose over these last, I guess, 15 months. I mean, where a guy that's never been a politician, just a businessman and uh, TV reality guy comes in and uh, is sitting here on election night, uh, neck and neck, potentially to become the next president of the United States. And uh, pretty interesting, pretty interesting. Anyway, I want to thank... Uh, mybookie.ag and Harry's for sponsoring the show. As always, um, glad we were able to, to get some good callers in tonight and get a little Canes talk going on. The um, team is getting ready to go to Virginia, a place where <clears throat> things haven't always been friendly for the Hurricanes. And uh, you just know that game somehow, some way, will probably be more difficult than people think on Saturday. We'll be back here next Tuesday night to talk about that and more. So I want to thank everybody for listening. And for now, good night, everybody, and enjoy watching the end of this election night.